What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! I think that worked. I think we're here with y'all. DJ. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm, man. It's only been a week, but I don't know if my internet was choppy or maybe, I don't know. It's been a week off. You know, we work out the kicks here at the DJ Nation. What's up, fellas and ladies? We are here. NFL DFS Super So Super Bowl showdown slate. Wow. Say that 10 times fast. We are here. We had to get back for the show. It's the episode 101 uh, here with the usual suspects. Uh, once again, myself, Ryan Williams at Ryan Alexander <laughs> underscore W is where you can find me. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. At the bottom slide, right of the <laughs> oh, the other usual suspects. We got my boy, Kevin Steele, uh, the godfather himself, Mr. Uh, Kevin Steele at Fantasy Route 13. Maddie Dickinson at Maddie DFS is where you can find him on Twitter, Maddie2v2. And then the boy, D-Bro, uh, once again with us, D-Bro underscore FFB is where you can find him on Twitter, Derek Brown, doing the Collinsworth intro. Fellas, it's been a week. It seems like, I don't know, an eternity since we talked, but we finally made it here. Uh, got past championship week and took some time off, and now we're doing the Super Bowl showdown. And we got the Chiefs once again. We got Brady once again. Uh, we got the usual suspects here on the DJ Nation once again, boys. How are we feeling? Dude, I messaged y'all last Wednesday and said, so, hey, when we going on tomorrow, that's how I'll throw it off. I will. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Man, I, love, I love the heart. The the intentions were, were good behind it. Just you were a week early, buddy. <laughs> Hey man, time to prep, time to, to move myself into a hotel. Y'all want anything out the kitchen? I mean, I can grab y'all something. You want some need? Hey, throw that potassium my way, D. I'll take I'll take some of that. What kind of, what kind of bourbon are you sipping on? Uh honey tonight, my friend. Honey, honey. Cheers. Yes, sir. I got some Glenn Lovett up in the in the cabinet for you though. Okay. Oh, what year? What year on that? Uh Founders Reserve, my friend. Best one oh, out there. Okay. Damn. Damn. My bad. Tell, tell them what it is, dude. My bad. Tell them it is. Yeah, I was thinking maybe I was thinking maybe you have some 18 in there, maybe some 12. Just typical, but you talking right, founders well, on us. Founders and that that uh the Caribbean um rum barrel one is legit. That's the go-to's for Glenn Levitt. Love it, love it, love it. Kev, you quiet over there, man. You just uh, you know, saying your kumbayas and your seances to make sure everything goes right on Sunday. Or how you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm the only one here that actually has a uh, you know a team in the fight this weekend. So you know, uh, you know, but it, it's getting kind of old now. You've been now, saying that, for the, row, saying you that know? for the past three weeks. It, it's it's kind of like oh, here we go again you know, in the Super Bowl again. You know, 
So, you know, DC folk are going to end up being hated just like those folks up in Boston. Except for we don't have to cheat to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> He's already started. He's already here we go. started. Some people deflating yeah. out here. I think, like, man, I was just trying to get a haircut, bro. Like, that's all. Yeah, I think some guy named Bomb Trady went into a barbershop in Kansas City with COVID <laughs> strips and was infecting <laughs> barbers. I don't know. He's, he looked like Brady, but he had a mustache. Whatever you need to do to win. Whatever you need to do to win. I got to say, man, that Kilgore profile pick, that dude was was dying, man. Dude's got like half his head like. (laughs) Yo, they killed me with that. They killed me with that. Just yanking dudes out the barber chair. I I can just see some like suits coming in. Just like, nope, you got to get up. Got to go. Got to (laughs) go. I don't know. I don't understand, though, how they wouldn't have. Of like tested the guy multiple times uh, yeah, and made sure that fair. he was good to go. Like, or hey guys, let's just not do it. It's only the biggest game of the fucking year. Let's let's just hey, you guys can wait till next week to get your fucking your uh, your your, hair, your haircut, okay? You know, hey, you wear a fucking helmet the whole time. Media week. We gotta go through the media. Oh, they got to go to the we media. Gotta, we gotta have uh, it clean. Yes, yeah, sideline reporters coming through. Man, they got the cameras on the sidelines. I mean, yeah. all, all these dudes are not like us, man. All of us are rocking hats. They actually want to show their. <laughs> hey, this is hilarious right here. This comment <laughs> right here coming through from Jameson FFB. I love it. We nice. We got Andy Reid's little bro. Did you <laughs> see the face shield? Hey, Jay. Yeah, Jameson. Whatever he wears, I don't even. Come what to the detailation. Face shield. Like that. It looks like a freaking uh, uh, horse feed trough. And he went to the <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Arians wears the face shield with the stupid fanny pack across his chest. Yeah, that fa- he loves that fanny pack, bro. He, man, that's like a fanny pack. Dude play beatboxing in between plays, man. He he loves that man. Yeah, we we got a we got an epic showdown. I, I mean, I know people were were pulling for Rodgers and 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 seeing him in the Super Bowl to take on my homeboy, but you know, it, it's only fitting, man. Brady comes there in Tampa first year there in the Super Bowl, going against the young kid, the old dog against the young kid. Uh love love to see it. So this one's going to be exciting. And it wouldn't be the DJ Nation pod if we didn't have a podcast to break down the showdown slate. We won't, you know, we know a lot of you guys. Walido, shout out to you, man. I see you in the chat. You know you're here rocking with us every time. I know you're going to stay with us, whether it's an hour or two hours. Um, We're going to get to these plays and and, and hopefully, you know, you guys can can win some money. But uh, but first, let's get into some housekeeping stuff here at the DJ Nation. You guys see it at the bottom of the screen if you're watching with us. Uh, Subscribe for more content. I mean, Kev's been doing some some dynasty videos. I mean, Kev, what's going on with that, bro? You got (laughs) Javante Williams video content coming through. He's been doing some other stuff with those guys. I know the other guys, they're doing uh, dynasty content videos for you. So definitely pop over, check that out. We got the prop show that's going to be later this week. Um, if you guys are watching this on Thursday, tonight, um, they'll, they'll be throwing out some good prop lines for you. Of course, it's the Super Bowl biggest gambling uh, day of the year. So you definitely want to make sure you check out the prop show. And then shout out to everybody who's been in the NFL playoff challenge as we have the the Miles Sanders jersey is going to go to the first place winner there. And I know Kev, he's kind of crept up the rankings there of everybody. I think, Kev, you're sitting at fourth place right now with the Mahomes and uh, Kelsey Stack. Uh, I think you got the kicker too, as, as I saw, and Godwin. So definitely looking good there. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that finish goes because you're not you're not too far off of first there, Kev. So you might have to re-gift that jersey uh, back to the people. But yeah, we episode- all I fucking do is win. That's why. That's all I do is motherfucking Easy. win. Yeah. I roll so, with winners. Okay. I'm a winner. Everything I do is win. I don't take no L's. Okay. Fourth place. I'm here laughing, and I'm gonna toot this dude's horn, and he has to sit here and jump in front of me like that. Like I was gonna sit here and talk about it. Like you talk about these prospect videos. I stumbled across Kev's Javante Williams breakdown. We were talking about this in our side chat the other day. I, dude, my favorite part of that, Kev just goes, that dude's going to run through a motherfucker's face. And I was laughing. Dude, I was dying. I was dying. I was like, bro, that's what I come here for. That's the analysis right there, baby. Dude, when Kev, when Kev does those solo videos, man, those are those are must-watch, man. You can see the wheels just turning as he starts thinking of stuff. I w- Kev, I wish we were doing videos back when the Mahomes breakdown was coming out because you were you were going ham with Mahomes as well, too. And it need a chair with tissues and lotion and just like just like just, just like this, just you know. You know, oh, that, that, is, that, is, that is not the content that people come here for. TFA uh, after hey, dark. TFA after maybe. dark. Middle of the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I love it. I love it. All right, let's let's get into some football for the people here as we're chopping it up here eight minutes in. Like we said, it's episode 101. Appreciate everybody who's been rocking along with us all season long. And we got to try and win these people some money here as we do the, the breakdowns, usually on DraftKings as we're getting into. And this is a little bit different for us. I, I don't think we've ever done a show just dedicated to the showdown for the DJ Nation pod, that is. So um, for those of you guys who might not be familiar um, with showdowns or might be trying it uh, your first time, your first time this weekend, uh, we got the captain spot, and then we have five flex spots that we can uh, work with here. The captain, uh, one point time, one point five times multiplier for that captain spot. The salaries do change from captain to flex, so a lot of strategy that goes into it. So I guess uh, I mean I'll start it off there and just kind of go into fold with kind of how you guys are approaching the slate. I mean we only got two teams to choose from. We got the best. Uh, offensive team pretty much like ever assembled basically um in the Kansas City Chiefs who everybody's going to try and figure out ways to jam them in and then we got a Tampa Bay team where okay so we know the way you attack Kansas City is on the ground Ronald Jones is is cheap this week Fournette is going to be popular Brady spreads it around I, how do you attack the Tampa Bay side and as many question marks as there are on the Tampa Bay side, I do love the Tampa Bay side because of the exposure that Brady, you know, gives it to everybody. We talk about it so many times, like Evans can pop, Godwin can pop, Gronk can pop, Fournette can catch passes if they're, if they're trailing there. Um, So a lot of interesting ways to attack the slate. So let's uh, Kev, you're more familiar with showdowns. Um, you, you're always the guy that kind of talks about him in the chat. So I'll start it off with you. And definitely you have a stake in the game here with KC. I'm curious to see where you're going in your build. So kind of talk about showdowns and kind of how you're approaching this week's slate. Yeah. So, you know, I think with, with showdown, you have to take a different, a little bit different mindset uh, in terms of, of roster build or roster construction, obviously, because, you know, this isn't like a main slate where you have, 14, 16 games to choose from when you just have the one. And I think for a lot of people that maybe are new to showdown, they're probably going to try to build balanced lineups. And uh, I think just trying to find one or two leverage spots is going to be huge. I would recommend not fucking playing in like the $3 fucking 600 million people 
because in a showdown, the, 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 to try to try to avoid chopping it up with four hundred people, because I would be tilting my fucking face off if you took that thing down, but you chopped up first place with six hundred people, which is certainly possible. So I would highly recommend trying to get in to all the showdown or all the single entries, the three entry maxes, because the one good thing the DraftKings did do is basically every single slate they played every year on the main slate is all in the showdown slate. So all those things like the the hundred the NFL the one fifty K nickel, the three entry max, you know, it's five dollar entry, that's out there. All the single entries that we see, the twelve dollar, all those are out there for this. So I would I would highly recommend trying to play in those. But for me, if you're gonna play multi entry, because I think in showdown you're gonna have to because uh, it's tough to try to because you want to try to cover the combinations basically, right? And I think there's a different rule of thought of how you could play. One of the things that I would say is if you're going to play in like a 20 entry max or 150 max, what I would try to do is I I, I would build cluster lineups. And so I would if it's a 20 entry max, you know, have four or five teams of uh, the same of the same team and run them in there because if you do end up having a really high finisher, obviously those, those four or five lineups are all going to do very well versus just getting one up there and maybe you split with a bunch of people and then you're tilting your face off. Um, so that is certainly a direction you go with showdown. I think for this week, I, th- I think you kind of look at this where uh, I think all of the ownership is going to come in on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. They're obviously in, in, the, in, the, in the captain spot. Um, I, I think that then probably follow that. You probably look at Mike Evans and that's pro- and, and Pat Mahomes, and that's probably the list in terms of the really high-owned guys in the captain spot. And just getting a little bit different, like playing Sammy Watkins. Listen, you don't have to – like you shouldn't think of the captain spot like you're looking for the highest uh, – the guy who's going to score the most, right? Because there's also leverage with getting a guy like a – let's say Sammy Watkins, like I just mentioned. Let's say he gets he gets you 15 and you have him in the captain, and, and maybe he's, he's probably not the highest scoring guy. But he's he, what he allows you to do with the rest of your lineup to be able to build – and to be able to get the other guys in there, uh, I think has got to go a long way because I think most people are going to try to play K- Kelsey Hill and Mahomes all in the same lineup. And I think you can do it, but it, it, your lineup is going to be really narrow and everybody's going to have that same build because you're not really going to be able to get all that different with it. And especially because the guys at the bottom, because we know with Kansas city, we know how the the targets are concentrated. It's basically between Hill and Kelsey and, you know, with Watkins back, he'll get a little bit, but on, on the Tampa Bay side, it's a little bit different because I think that they, Tom Brady spreads the ball out a little far more. Um, and so I think for me this week, I think trying to get a little bit different is going to be uh, not pa- having all three of them in a lineup and trying to get different. Or you know ha- whether you run it with Mike Williams, uh, you have to look at it in different combinations: four, four v two, you know, three v three, five versus one. But ultimately, your lineup has to tell a story, and it's so fucking important now. Correlation. Is is extremely and probably the most important thing in terms of when you're when you're dealing with showdown. If you're going to play, let's say Clyde Solaire at the captain spot, then that probably tells you that you shouldn't be running a, a chief stack, right? You're probably more better off playing Brady with Godwin and Mike Evans because that that if yeah. if, if he's going off and he's going ham, then that the chances are that uh, the 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 Bucks are going to have to play catch up in terms of correlation. The same thing if you're playing Ronald Jones. That I'm not going to play many of the Buccaneers pass catchers because likely uh, for him to be able to pay off his price and for him to really make sense, 
they're going to have to get a lead and they're going to have to get out in front because if the Chiefs get ahead, Ronald Jones is motherfucking dead. I don't care at 2K. He's not a pass catcher. And so at 2K, anyway, dude, I'll be honest. With you. I, but I think Ronald Jones, I think Ronald Jones though is probably going to carry thirty percent ownership, and that's oh, yeah. I think he's going to be so ridiculously popular. DraftKings priced him all the way down, and yeah. I really, 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 really like. I can't accentuate that shit enough. I think Ronald Jones is a massive damn trap. Like if I'm running ten lineups, maybe I got him on one, but right now I'm full fading his ass. Like I have no Ronald Jones. Wow. Right, and I, I totally agree. So I, to me, I, just, I think correlation is so fucking key. Every lineup should tell an absolute story of, of how you think the game's going to go and then try to get a little bit different. But, like, Maddie, how, how do you deal with Showdown? I know you don't play a ton of it, but when you do, because you're not a high-volume MME guy, so how is it that you handle uh, these types of slates? So if I, what I've tried to force myself to do is, is, Kev, I think you nailed it right on the head, is, like, there's so many combinations on showdown and when people can put in, you know, a hundred to 150 different lineups and I only have one, I'm at such a disadvantage because you can, you can just simply cover more scenarios than I can. And my shot at winning a tournament that way is so unbelievably uh, unrealistic that if I do win it, it's likely chopped. Like you're saying, because me playing one team, I'm likely thinking closer to the line of, of optimal, which is going to be higher ownership and not be as off the board. And what we've seen in Showdown win these crazy slates is just like things that uh, – uh, it's just a team that is not – it has one random guy that smashes or, you know, maybe they stacked up three pass catchers without the quarterback. It's like random things have won these Showdown slates, and you just – you have to try to force yourself to have a unique lineup. Like – that I think that is by far the most important thing on Showdown Slate is just forcing yourself into a team that nobody else has, even if you feel like it's not optimal, because the optimal lineup usually does not win these large tournaments in Showdown. So if you are going to go the route of playing, you know, one lineup, I just I strongly encourage you to find the smallest field tournaments that you can get in that still have a decent uh, return on on the entry fee. So like if you've got you know, there's sometimes there's uh, tournaments that'll pay 10x to first place and it's only 70 people like those are those are good tournaments to enter if you're only playing one team. I just you have to understand that showdown is such a high variant game mode that if you either got to embrace the variance and just go completely nutso uh, and, and make like Kev saying, you know, make 20 different teams for much less less money per lineup than you normally play. Uh, I think that's probably the optimal route to go is to hand build a, 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 you know, a bunch of teams that way you're still in control of correlation uh, as opposed to just running teams through and through an optimizer and, and p- setting rules. You can, you know, let me play Mah- let me captain Mahomes and, and play four chiefs uh, on this one team or something like that. So I definitely think that uh, if you are going to, you know, take a shot at showdown that either one play your normal low, uh, volume of teams and just make sure you're entering a small field because you're not going to win these large fields. And it's a mistake to chase those. And I've, I've noticed too, that the, the prize payouts, uh, the payout structure in showdown has, has been kind of, you know, not as good as the main slates too. It's very, very top heavy. So you really have to try to take down tournaments. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, especially for the Super Bowl when you've got uh, somebody, a team like the chiefs, 
where you can, you know, kind of take a stand on one side. Then you've got a team with like the Bucks, where, you know, like like Kev was mentioning, they kind of can the Bucks can kind of do a lot of different things to attack you. And so if I want to plant my flag on one or two Chiefs and just go all in on those guys on every single team and then just rotate the Bucks that I think can smash because they don't like the the Bucks spread the ball out. Uh, one week it's running backs that crush. One week it's Brady. Uh, if Brady's crushing, you know, sometimes it's Scotty Miller. Sometimes it's, you know, Tyler Johnson catches a touchdown. Cameron Bray, we've seen catch touchdowns. Just, just like the Bucks can do random shit. So, again, embrace the variance. Uh, yeah, Ronald Jones, I think I, I opened pricing for the first time today and was like, where's Ronald Jones? And I kept scrolling and I kept scrolling and I kept scrolling. And finally, I got to Ronald Jones at $2,200. And I said, DK, you motherfuckers. They're you, begging you to play. They're begging you to play. Dude. And I mean, he's going to get 10 carries. Like, unless the Chiefs go up by 17 in the first five minutes, Ronald Jones is going to get double-digit carries because he's been doing that uh, basically every game this year, even with Leonard Fournette carrying the main role. He has uh, to score to make an optimal, though. He has to score to make an optimal and Fournette has been been stealing a lot of those touches. So, um, yeah, it's – I think, man, everybody is going to be on the same type of build. They're going to load up the top Chiefs. They're going to pay down for Ronald Jones um, because they're they're confident in his 10-carry volume. And that's just, that's just what the majority of people are going to do. And like I said, even if you feel like Ronald Jones at 2,200 is optimal – just be different in showdown. Like, so what? If Ronald Jones burns me, so be it. You know, I, I will gladly fade him at 30 to 40 to 50% ownership, whatever he's going to end up coming in at, um, because he is one of the few options down there that people actually feel decent about uh, in terms of volume. So, yeah, I, I just I can't reiterate it enough that being different on showdown, which is partly probably why I'm not very good at it, um, is forcing yourself to be just off the board different um, especially at one or two spots on your on your team, and it's just like the roster construction is just so much more important than than the optimal plays. So, I mean, if if, if you're telling yourself the story that if you think the Bucks are gonna either keep it extremely close for Ronald Jones staying in the entire time um, and getting a lot of opportunity, and he gets a shot at scoring a touchdown, then for me, if I'm gonna play Ronald Jones, it may be in the captain spot. Um, because yeah. that is how you gain yeah. leverage on people that do play Ronald Jones. Because a lot of people aren't going to play him in the captain Nobody's spot. Nobody's going to play him in the captain spot. Like and so, it, if he makes sense, and, and you know, if, if you're telling yourself that story in the game, and I think that is the direction that you want to go with Ronald Jones is playing him at captain, which opens up the entire field. Because with some of these things too, as well, like like we're not looking for all these guys to score 15, 20 fantasy points like in your lineup because it's just not going to happen, right? Because the way this is going to play out. So if a guy gets you five or six. Uh, and he allows you to get everybody else in your lineups. Like th- that could be a very well be the winning lineup. So like you're not so much worried about trying to build a balanced lineup in that in that sense. So playing a Tyler Johnson, if he catches three balls for 30 yards, he's probably going to be in the optimal lineup because of how cheap he is and what he's able to do and open up the rest of your salary to be able to get you get these other guys in. And so that's kind of the way you have to think about. It. You have to kind of throw out everything that you normally would think about because you know on a normal slate you're never playing Tyler Johnson, but on these slates you're definitely looking to play those guys because you have to play those guys because if you're wanting to get you know the, the type of lineups you want to play, you know, you're going to have to uh, play some of these guys in some lineups that you just typically wouldn't want to do um, you know, off the, off the chance that something random happens. 
if you know, if a guy is on the field, he's in play. Yes. If, if a guy's getting snaps, and I wouldn't play these guys, you know, a large amount. You, you know, you may play, a, I don't know. I mean, if you want to get really fucking weird about it, like a Nick Kaiser, the Chiefs' number two fucking tight end, right? Which is completely fucking random. The guy never really gets any opportunity. But if they look for him in the end zone, which Pat Mahomes, they, the Chiefs do crazy things, let's take it down to the red zone, and they, they hit him for a touchdown, he can have one reception, one snap, one touchdown, and guess what? That motherfucker's in the optimal lineup. Maddie, so, I'm, I'm literally going to give the floor to Derek on a silver platter. De- you just you just gave Derek an alley-oop because <laughs> all I've heard about for the last two weeks is go put money on this guy to score a touchdown. And go ahead, Derek. Let, let us hear it. Dude, all right. So we're going to talk about random-ass punts and guys getting in the possibly getting in the damn end zone that nobody's going to freaking play. Um, I'm going to actually gonna have exposure to Anthony freaking Sherman this week. Um, and the reason the sausage, sausage. <laughs> the reason I'm doing oh it is the thinnest of the thinnest of the thinnest of damn. It is, but I totally get where you're going with this. But keep going. But over the last two seasons, the dude has only 12 touches or targets. All. Do you know how much of that has come in the freaking red zone? Three of the 12. So it's a really, really small sample, and it's over two freaking seasons. But the dude's basically going to get work in the red zone. If he scores this week, he's probably going to make a freaking optimal, dude. And, and we're talking about getting weird as shit on showdown. You're talking about so like ways that I want to get different on the showdown, just to kind of like throw this out here. I think that everybody's going to play Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey. I think that an easy, automatic, different way to play your lineup is to play Hill, Kelsey, and play Brady instead of Mahomes. Um, because everybody and their mom is going to play three Chiefs. I'm not saying that playing three Chiefs is wrong. I'm just talking about being different. Also, we need to talk about leaving salary on the table. You're going to have a lot of new money coming in with Super Bowl and a lot of like casual players. Some people logging into DK for the first damn time saying, all right, let's throw some cash at this. Right. And just throwing stuff at the wall. So you're going to have a lot of lineups that are going to be dead based off of like build and correlation, leaving salary on the table. We've talked about this like – that's how you run showdown. It is very, very damn rare when anybody takes down a freaking tournament by eclipsing and filling your entire damn salary. So instead of playing somebody like if you're looking for the punt option and you got, say, 2K left, instead of doing that and going to somebody saying in that 2K range of a Demarcus Robinson, a Pringle, somebody like that, playing somebody like Anthony Sherman and you're leaving a 1k to 1500 on the table possibly and a guy that we're looking for plays and you're talking about we're playing for first I'm not playing cash and showdown screw that shit never gonna touch that ever 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 I know people that have talked about it I ain't doing that I'm playing tournaments I'm playing GPPs and I'm playing for first I will play Anthony Sherman, and I know it sounds like the thinnest, most off-the-wall, randomest shit call of the year. I will play him over playing some other oh, – I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> but we can also say if Anthony Sherman scores, he's make, probably making an optimal at, like, what is he, 400, 200 the last time I looked? Somewhere 400. Like and okay. he's going to be, like, 0.5% owned. 1% owned. Nobody's going to fucking have Anthony right. Sherman in a lineup. 
So that's the guy I am going to have exposure to if we're talking about just throwing random stuff out there for Showdown because shit gets weird. Maddie and I have talked about Showdown like in previous iterations, places we've worked and stuff like that for years. And the problem in the way that I've tried to get different with playing a lot of Showdown and doing more Showdown this year is that process plays and the way that you play a normal main slate or even a playoff like with five games, six games – that shit does not work with Showdown. It never works. And that was one of my biggest problems with Showdown when I first started playing it because I would like, okay, this is my game theory. This is how I think the game possibly goes. Dude, these island games, that shit you could throw out the window. Half the time, that shit is not. And I know it sounds like, well, that's the lack of process that I'm talking to you about. Dude, crazy stuff happens on island games. It is legit. Like, dudes that ain't scored for five or six freaking weeks getting two touchdowns on a lot of island games. Like, it's like, well, so-and-so hasn't scored for five weeks. Oh, there's a Monday night game. Guess he's going for two touchdowns, and the dude gets in the end zone at least once. Like, that happens more than we want to give credence to it. So getting in showdown and forcing yourself to play lineups where you're like, well... I mean, four out of these five, like half of these plays, the only one that doesn't make any goddamn sense, and I'm going to sit here and try to leave some salary on the table, like that's how you get different, and I don't want to dupe with dudes. I don't want to split with seven to ten to 15 dudes or people in a tournament. I want to take shit down, and the way you do that is by playing some off-the-wall stuff when everybody else is going to play three Chiefs and they run in to try to get Kelsey Hill and Mahomes in lineups because that's a lot of people are going to do that, or they're going to try to play both quarterbacks. I think that one of the easy ways to be auto different from a lot of schmoes out there is to play Hill and Kelsey and play Brady. Don't play Mahomes. Or I actually think in this game, uh, we talked about this before we turned the mics on a little bit and went live. I think that it's also viable that you play all the pass catchers and don't play either one of the quarterbacks. But I'm going to throw this back to Kev. Is playing all these pass catchers and no quarterbacks in this, do you think that's even viable or is that just crazy? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, pretty much uh, insane because so the reason is because it's, they're just going to score so many points, right? Like, and so okay. for them to, and for, for any model you look at, any optimizer you run these guys through in terms of like, what's the optimal um, guys. You need at least one quarterback is what you're saying. At least. Yes. One. Yeah. No, no okay. matter what. And like, like, it's, especially in the flex spots, they're always going to be the top two guys. Uh, oh, even, even on slates where like the quarterback could be like, I don't know, um, Sam Darnold or just some the the terrible backup quarterbacks that played this year. Those guys are still like third or fourth in terms of the most optimal plays. Um, those those quarterbacks just because of of um, because it doesn't. They obviously have so many more opportunities to score than these other guys do, right? And so, but in terms of the captain spot, that's where that's where things get a little bit different because more often than not, because the quarterbacks so often price up. Like you look at Pat Mahomes, he's twelve k. And the flex, but once you put him at, at a captain spot, uh, he's like eight, what, 18K or something like that. Are you playing any quarterbacks at the captain? I'll throw that at you too. I never do. I, I'm not. It's no. it's rare. Like basically, if I'm playing a quarterback at the captain, I basically probably got to go 5 1. And I don't think it'd probably make an optimal lineup if you play Mahomes in this one because he's just too damn expensive to do that. Right. right. And so, like, I think that, like, like for me, like, what I'm going to have some Clyde Edwards Hilaire too. Um, at seven, well, I'm, 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 I'm having him in the captain because so I'm playing he, him over Williams. I'll throw that out there. Yes. So here, here's here's a couple of things that because like I've been following a lot of like all the media stuff this week and all the which I normally don't go and listen to every single press conference the Chiefs have, but I have this week. 
But you uh, have this. Just, you've had two weeks to kind of simmer on it. Yeah, so that's all, I mean, that's all I got to do, right? So Andy, I mean, I mean you're, you're Andy Reid's little brother. You were involved in those press conferences. Bro. I mean, I fucking like, Harrison Bucker's doing fucking uh, media availability, and I'm sitting there just fucking so, 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 soaking it all up, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but so, so I, I think. But the, the talk with Clyde Edwards sounded like last week. Talk. Basically, with them using him last week was like they were just wanting to see how he felt and how he recovered and how he felt, right? And so they didn't really give him the full opportunity, the full workload. And I think people are going to read a lot into that and think, oh, well, it's Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams is going to get all the opportunity. Yep. I, I, I disagree. I, I think it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I, the thing is that so, – so some things you, to think about with this game that I think are going to be the keys to this game is, one, we know they lost uh, Eric Fisher, which mm-hmm. is a fucking problem because the Chiefs' offensive line is literally a fucking ragtag group of free agents and un, uh, UBS and seventh round picks of, of guys that they have just thrown together all year, right? They've lost Mitchell yeah. Schwartz. He's been out since like week six. Uh, their right guard, uh, LDT, uh, he opted out. And then now we lost Fisher. And so we're, we are just running out here with this group of guys. So the constant theme this week is getting the ball out of Mahomes' hand quickly, as fast as they can, because of the of the pressure, because of the front that, that Tampa Bay has. I, I don't think you're going to see as many deep shots this game. Now, one thing we know with, with Pat is that he obviously has the ability to escape and, and, and make that something out of nothing and all that stuff. But I think you're going to see a lot of them trying to get the ball out of their hands very quickly. And, and so I think you're going to see more opportunity for a guy like Clyde Edwards-Solaire in the passing game. I don't think they're going to be sitting there running him. He's not going to get 25 carries. That's not going to be the case. But those wheel routes, all that stuff, that we, we really haven't seen the Chiefs do this year like we saw them do last year with Damian. Yep. I think you're going to see in this game. And so I think – Playing Clyde Edwards Hilaire and playing him in the captain spot, I, I think would be a very it's gonna be a much a very different um build because nobody's gonna have that. And so instead of going you know, Kelsey Hill and Mahomes, playing Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Mahomes, and whether it's Kelsey or Tyreek, uh pick your pick your poison of whichever one you want to go with, and then going from there, and that's gonna free you up a lot of salary because of how cheap. Uh, because you know, Clyde Rosario is only seven K, and th- that you're going to free up a lot of salary with that, as well. For me, another build that I'm probably going to have that's going to be a lot of is probably also going to be, uh, or not a lot of, but something I'm going to do is I'm going to play McCall Hardman in the captain, and I'm not going to play Tyree Kill in that lineup, just because of his game breaking mm-hmm. upside, his ability to to score those deep threat, those deep bombs. So if it's it's him that gets them, and not Tyreek, that I think that it makes more sense than to have him and then have Kelsey in that lineup with him. I just want to add one more thing too before we let Ryan jump in. But um like with when you have a game like this too, so you know, we've seen a lot of showdowns this year where games have been lopsided going into it, like they're you got nine point favorites if it's like the Ravens playing somebody and everybody's gonna, you know, stack up Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens side and only play one guy from the other team. Um so a lot of people when it's lopsided will go to that four to two or five to one build. Uh, but when we see these close spreads, a lot of people want to go three and three or uh, four and two. And nobody really plays that five to one onslaught because they're like, oh, well, this game's going to be a, a close high scoring shootout. I need oh, basically equal pieces from both teams to, to cover my bases. I, I actually think that the games that are projected to be close, it makes more sense to to go for different five to one onslaught builds because nobody's going to play that. The Do general, you think four to two is going to be the chalk in this one? Because that's it, the sense that I get. Then, it seems to always be three, three and three, and four to two seem to be the very popular builds 
But I mean, besides the spread, Matty, like, I, I think that I, I people really lean think. more of the Chiefs than what the spread says, and that's why I think that four to two is going to be the chalk build. So I think one five, is, one or three, yeah, three is going to be different. Everybody wants to play Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek, so there's three yeah. right there. And then they'll throw yeah. in uh, – uh, Throw in Watkins, throw in Hardman, throw in running yeah, back. exactly. So I definitely do think four Chiefs, uh, two bucks is going to be popular. So take it an extra step and go five Chiefs and one buck to be different. Or, or go, go the other freaking way, man. Go f- load up on the bucks. Just nobody, yep. nobody is going to play five bucks and one chief. No, we talked about that. I think going four two yep. with Tampa makes a lot of sense to be very different too. Um, if you play only Hill and Kelsey, you're getting a large majority of the Kansas City offense, and then you're playing different scenarios. So if you play Brady and three of his pass catchers, you know what I mean? Which is different. To, I mean, it's it's hard to do because everybody's expensive and it's hard to build the lineup, but there are ways to do it. I think it's so going like, to be a very different build. Um, like, What if what if the Chiefs go up by two or three scores early and it's because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has two rushing touchdowns and now Mahomes yep. has 78 passing yards, no touchdowns, and all of a sudden the Bucks are down 20 and Brady's got to throw every every time. It can so, happen, man. Yeah, it, it, can happen. Happen. it can happen. It can happen. Like the Bucks onslaught, even right. if they're losing, can happen. So I want to get something in here real fast before we turn this back over to Ryan because I don't want this to get lost in the weeds. I love Kev's call about CEH over Daryl because when I dug into the numbers and look back, because playoff data is hard as shit to find. Like you got to go play by play and go back through these games to sit here and see some of the red zone usage because the data is just not widely out there. You got to go hunting for it. And, dude, CEH quietly got just as much work. And, like, the red zone work was all Daryl Williams. But outside of that, outside of the red zone work, CEH played more snaps than him. CEH ran more damn routes, 19 to 12. Mm -hmm. Daryl Williams' numbers were puffed up a ton. Like, CEH got six rushing attempts last time. Daryl Williams got 13, but – Five of those came when they had three minutes left. So outside of three minutes left in the fourth quarter of last week, the carry totals were eight to six, not 13 to freaking six. So the game is out of reach, and they're just running Darrell Williams into the ground to end out and salt the damn clock away. So I love the CEH call. I think that his usage could go up. I think that where they priced him, he's basically in freaking no man's land at 7K. Not many people are going to play him. All I've heard is everybody and their damn mama talk about Darrell Williams. I think playing CEH over Darrell Williams is a call and one of the stances. If I'm looking at stances on this game that I'm going to take, I'm going to lean CEH, and I'm probably not playing any Darrell Williams in my lineups right now. Taking hard stances on this game. Off of yeah. my own plays. I, I, I love everything you guys are saying. And the only reason I wanted to chime back in is just because that I, there was a lot of great stuff that was thrown out there. And I'm sure, you know, people who are listening and you can go back and watch this on the YouTube stream, go back and listen to this podcast because we they definitely hit on a ton of stuff here in showdowns. And if you aren't familiar with the slate, like you could say that the guys are taking you in so many different directions. And that's what showdowns does. Like for, for me, for example, we talk about this every week in the chat, like, I make I make um, t- Kev talks about cluster lineups, like making a cluster lineup for showdown and kind of doing a couple things that are, are variants and making sure that you have kind of everything kind of met. And I I do that, but I also um, put myself into a hole because I treat it like the main slate in the sense where, like, if I have a feeling on something, 
like I want to be right on it. So I take these builds and I do like a couple things off of these one builds. But if they don't hit, like they are not hitting. If I don't have the one play, like if Ronald Jones goes off and I'll be lower on him as well, too. But if Rojo hits like you need him, he's t- he's twenty two hundred. You probably like need a Rojo. And so to say that, you know, we're, we're we're taking a stand on him. That doesn't mean if you're making 20 max yourself, like to have exposure to him, that could be the difference of you not only, you know, spiking one, but cashing or just, you know, being left to dead. And as you're saying, uh, D2, as I want to allude to with the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Kev said this too, playing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the captain spot, that is that is the contrarian play. Like, that is where you get your exposure to him. Because if he goes for 130 or 150 and scores twice in that captain spot, like, the game has just automatically changed in and of itself. Where, like, if you're playing him in the flex spot, um, I, I really do think that you're kind of you're kind of hoping for exact things to go the right way. I just I just really feel like when you guys have talked about this ad nauseum, like correlating these builds is just so important. Like if you're playing Rojo at all in that game, you cannot have a situation where Casey goes up by two scores here. Like you need He's that game to be that. neutral. You need that game to be neutral or to, for them to be in a positive game script for them to hit because he's not catching passes, he's not running routes, and he's not going to be on the field at all. And I see Walido in the chat. He was talking about Fournette captain. Like, sure, play Fournette captain. If you think that Tampa Bay is going to be from behind and he's going to need to be out there and he's going to be the main back, then definitely, you know, have exposure to him. I think, too, Maddie, you're hitting on it big with the Tampa Bay side. I just really feel like Tampa Bay is going to go overlooked from a showdown perspective because we talked about this pre-show. Like, we know where the concentration is coming from on KC. Like, sure, will I have a Sammy Watkins lineup? Absolutely. Will I have a McCullough Hartman lineup? Absolutely. But for my main, like, type of builds where I'm starting off, I'm just saying, okay, like, either give me Hill or Kelsey or both of those guys. And what can I do next with Tampa Bay guys? Because I know that Evans is going to be involved. Godwin's going to be involved. Gronk is going to be involved. We haven't talked about the break popping up on the injury report today, but he's on the injury report. Gronk went for 106 last time in this matchup. Like, that makes me so damn mad, man. I'm so pissed off about that. I'm like, damn it, Bray. Like, why you got to go it's, get injured, bro? It's interesting. So, and, and, you know, we, we're going to be saying it, I think through, throughout the show here is we're already at the 40 minute mark. It's crazy, but just make sure with your life for one, for me, I'm making 20 max teams in the, in the low dollar attorneys, like, like Maddie's saying, like, I'm just taking 40 bucks, all these low dollar 20 max teams. Like how many can I make? Okay. Boom. And I'm going to hand build off of those teams and I'm going to have a Jaden Mickens in Tampa Bay kind of stack. And I'm going to do the McCall Hardman and Chiefs D kind of stack. I'm going to do weird off things in these hand built 20 lineups just to have my exposure uh, to the things that I want. Uh, but if you're only making one team, like just, just try and do your best to correlate that lineup um, to make it to have it make sense and play it, please, in a single entry or in a three max. Like, do not let yourself get into a one entry in the milli. Uh, do not let yourself get into a one one entry into a twenty max. It just the chances of you hitting are so, are so slim. And you got a better you're shot just going to be struck by lightning. 
Yeah, you're you're just going to be so, so, so frustrated. And like, if there's something you like, then I guess, yeah, you know, play it in cash. If you know you're a safe player and you know you don't want to fade Rojo at 2200 and you want to have, you know, the three guys for KC, play play that team in cash. Then if that's really what it what it's about, because you, you might cash with that team. That's going to be a popular build. But as we're talking about taking down first and things, um, as you know, I, I know a lot of these things will get crazy, but in showdown, it's not crazy. Having, you know, yelled it, that's not crazy. Having Sherman, that's not crazy. Having Clyde Edwards-Alaire, captain, that's not crazy. Like fucking uh, Kyle Juszczyk last year got the touchdown. I mean, he, w- I didn't play showdown mm-hmm. slate. I, I don't know what happened, but I know he was probably in the optimal lineup just because of him getting that score and how he was involved in. So he made the optimal. Yeah, just, I want to say, man, off the off the top of my head, I believe um, it. I believe it. So going back to the chat for a second, talk about Leonard Fournette, a captain. We're talking about doing a five-one build. I really have some interest in going Fournette, a captain, and then building nothing but Chiefs underneath him because you're talking about like if the Chiefs just truck stick the shit out of the Buccaneers. Then Fournette's probably going to be on the field. He's going to be getting checkdowns for freaking days. And something I looked into walking into this, and the reason why I talked about Ronald Jones is the damn trap. Don't play no Ronald Jones. Like, I don't want no Ronald Jones in my life um, outside of pricing and stuff like that. With the Bucks, and they've come out in the media and talked about this throughout the week and stuff like that. Like, their quarterback's coach has talked about Tom Brady has had more of a say in the offense. They changed some of the offensive aspects around what Brady likes to do. Brady ran tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of play action for days up in New England. And something they did, something they continued even this year with Cam. And you've seen this over the last few weeks. Like since week 13, their play action percentage has gone up from 18 to 25%. And that might not sound like a lot, but if you're looking at like, I went back and looked at 43 quarterbacks with 20 or more play action dropbacks over the season. That first note of the first 12 weeks of the season put Brady at 42nd. Bruce Arians did not, has never, has not, if you go back to Carson Palmer in other years, has never been a play action heavy offensive mind. And Brady has had a massive insight in what they do in offense, and a lot of that is play action. Ronald Jones does not run routes. Ronald Jones does not pass catch passes. So if anybody's talking about, well, fade playoff Lenny, Playoff Lenny is a real thing, and it's because they let him run routes. He catches the ball. Like, Ronald Jones ran zero goose egg damn routes last week. That's not going to change. I think playoff Lenny is a real thing. I think he's going to get a lot of run in this game. Kansas City, you can attack with running backs on the ground. I think that playing Fortnite a captain and running Chiefs all underneath it makes a ton of sense. I really, really like that. Like, I'm not going to have exposure to that exact kind of build. What in, uh, in terms of the the buck side, you guys you know want to play the buck wide receivers. If you were gonna prioritize one between Godwin, Mike Evans, I guess between those two, they're they're both similar in in price. Where would you guys? Which one would you run? Uh, which one are you wanting to play more? Godwin it, for me. I think because looking at some early project like uh, ownership projections that I've seen, <laughs> mm-hmm. Godwin actually is like is looking at like. Close to forty percent ownership, and Evans is looking at like thirty percent. What's I like, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say Evans to be honest. For me, I th- I think yeah. it is Evans. Like that, I, that's where Evans I owns go. the red zone, and like I think Godwin, like we've seen like in the last few weeks, man. Like I think Godwin can get you a hundred, but I don't know if Godwin gets you the two touchdowns. Like if Evans can get you the hundred and mm-hmm. the two touchdowns. 
then that's the route is, I want to take. Is, I think nobody, is nobody going to play Antonio Brown this week? Well, see, he's, he's in that weird uh, I think, think Maddie's going to play Antonio right, Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, 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 I'm not going to say DraftKings fairly priced his ass. I will say that. DraftKings, like, I love what DraftKings did with pricing this week on Tampa Bay. Like, playing playing Rojo at, at 2200 like, that was a smart move. And having Antonio Brown's ass, who has not fucking played, at 9300 that was a fucking smart move. Oh, my God. Because he, nobody's going to play AB. You mean 6200 No, he, but yeah. Uh, no, no, Matt. Matt oh, yeah, I'm sorry. AB. I was looking at 9300 but, yeah, yeah 6200 6200 at, at flex. Um it, it, it's interesting, you know, and that and that's when what he I'm scored saying, a touchdown you know, dude, in five straight games. Four, one of them was two two touchdowns. Oh my god, two touchdowns. Yep, and and he after he five on the year. <laughs> and don't forget well, how so he burned how he burned us, Maddie, in that KC that game. Stuff, the way that you attack Kansas City's secondary is now with deep passing. It's just short passing. They're they're top three versus deep. They're twenty second versus short passing. Dude, I think. <laughs> God damn, you're gonna make me play some AB. Um, I mean, that's that's every time I, every time I've you played him, player, I've made it a point to watch the game, and I'm like, why are they throwing so many screen passes to Antonio okay. Brown? Like, that's that's what he's been running, and like, yes, he's had a deep shot here and there <clears throat> that he has scored on, but most of his routes have come on little wide receiver screens and and little out routes and stuff on or along the sidelines. So. Yeah, I, nobody's going to play him. He's 6,200. He's in no man's land in terms of pricing. Like, Remember everybody wants to pay him. They are in no man's land yeah. in pricing. I, that is I, a realm like, where nobody is going to go for it, pricing. And AB's where still they got are, it, dude. man. Like, he's still got it in the bag. Like, he's got the juice in his legs. Like, he's not the same guy that he was in Pittsburgh, but he still does have that, that game-breaking ability. And mm-hmm. – Oh, Derek, what do I always tell you? Like the the time I told you to play Aaron Jones on the two-gamer or whatever it was. Like no matter what the matchup is, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If a talented player is going to be unowned, you just play that guy. Matchups don't matter on these tiny slates. They don't. Yeah. No, and and D, I I think you brought up a fair question there with the – or Kev, that was you with the Evans and Godwin because – that's why that's why I'm trying to figure out ways to play both of them, to play them with Tom Brady. Like if you're playing Tom Brady, I think you got you got to have two pass catchers with him in some in some fashion. I don't care if you're playing tight end or whatever, but Tom Brady, if you're playing him, you you got to pair him with with at least two guys because of how they spread the ball around. Like it is so rare for one guy on Tampa Bay to go absolutely berserk. Right, right, D, bro. I mean, you, you, Ryan, got, you on know your Vince call, Moore. on your call, man. I, I'll say this: if you're playing Evans and Godwin with Brady, you're going to have to sacrifice Hill or Kelsey. You're not going to be able to play both of them in that lineup. So the question right. I, I'm going to throw back at you is: if you're sacrificing one dude, who is it? It's it's probably going to be Kelsey. To be honest, as crazy Ooh. as that sounds. And then who would okay. you play? Uh, the, so it, I like, was actually going to say you sacrifice Hill. Um, and if, if well, you're just, well, if you're thinking this thing through, then in that scenario, who would you play in the captain spot? Oof. I, 
I don't know enough because I haven't built enough. I'm no, just it, doing it through just, my head. But so, I, you're my probably thought- going to need the savings. I'd say you're probably going to have to play. What, what you're talking about playing? Uh, what uh, Brady, Evans, and Godwin? Let's go through this. Well, see yeah, the way Brady, that I Evan. would look at it. Then, if, well, if we're if talking it about me, viable builds. We need to actually kind of sit out here. And, and if I if I was building that lineup, it would probably be me telling myself that okay, if I if I'm making that lineup, I, I'm telling myself okay, I think the Chiefs get out ahead. And I think it's it's kind of a, a one person show, right? Kind of like we saw the the last time where Tyreek just fucking dominated that game, uh, went for what two hundred and three. That was uh, that was week that nobody wanted to play the Chiefs. Remember, and we were all super yep. high. We, 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 we were playing all of us. I know we were all playing Tyreek. I had all the damn Tyreek. That was the week Tyreke. I needed eight points from Antonio Brown to ship him <coughs> off fire, and he got three. Yeah, yep. bitch. So, so to me, I think if, if you're doing that, though, I think you would play. I think you'd play Tyreek in the captain spot in that situation. In my opinion, yeah, you're looking, I mean, you're looking to yeah, capture that ceiling. You're, you're telling yourself with that lineup, okay, if Kelsey doesn't ha- have a great game or one that that's going to put him into the optimal, then where is it coming from? You know, and Hill is certainly capable of. Obviously, we've seen it, 203, and that's his ceiling in this game in the first fucking half. Uh, is uh, that he did it? But so for me, I would probably want to play Hill in the captain, and then run the other wide receivers, and then with my savings of not playing Kelsey, is play the two top targets for for Tom Brady. That makes sense. I yeah, I was I was looking at a Clyde Clyde Edwards Alaire build too with those guys um, in the captain spot with with Hill. I mean, the the problem is is that with playing Hill in the in the captain spot like i i just can't justify having hill in the captain without having mahomes so i would have to try and figure out a way to get to mahomes over brady and well, not, like, mahomes, not necessarily unless, though unless because mahomes goes nuclear and hill is the guy that that like basically catches two of his three touchdowns or three of his four touchdowns like if we see a repeat of what happened if you're capturing yeah, like I, 70 or 80 percent of mahomes in the one play yeah and and so but at that point d is like in the flex spot, Brady's only 2K less than Mahomes. <clears throat> so if you're playing Hill That's a in the lot captain, of K, man. Like, 2K is a lot of K. Like, lot. you're talking about it's just two, it's 2K. Like, that's a lot of especially, K. Bro. Especially at the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, and I mean, so – The I thing mean, about it is, go back and look at game logs, too. Brady's had a lot of weeks where he's outscored. I know Mahomes didn't play the full game in some of these. Brady's had a lot of weeks in the last few where he's outscored Mahomes, too. Brady Brady has a ceiling. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Like this Tampa Bay side has a ceiling and nobody's going to load up on it. Yep. I just, man, the more we no, talk about it, the, I more, like I, it the more I think loading up on Tampa Bay and just picking one chief on the other <laughs> side is the, is the contrarian optimal build for a shootout because these chiefs guys are priced so high that mm-hmm. even like if one if one of them absolutely smashes, there's a good chance the other one doesn't also absolutely smash. And for one of them to absolutely smash and crush his price tag, he's going to be the lone guy that gets there. Uh, and you, I, I think I agree. Where like you guys are saying, that one guy would need to be your captain because of how high priced they are. If if the like. There's no way the Chiefs score less than like 24 points here, right? 
There's no way the Chiefs yeah, go Chad Heaney has to play three quarters for that. Yeah, happen. exactly. Like Mahomes would have to <laughs> right. get hurt, which please don't let that happen. But like don't, there's, don't put there's Kevin no, in the hospital, Maddie. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way that one of Kelsey or, or Hill does not get there. Correct. At, at their prices. And if they take it, one of them takes it a step further. And we see 50 points out of Tyreek, which is possible because the Tampa Bay defense is awful against speed. Like the one thing that Bruce Arian said when they were going to play the the Saints was, I'm worried about that little Harris dude in the slot because he's got speed. Like that is the well, one thing. Sean Murphy bunting is hot trash. Well, yeah. So. And and what yeah. do the Chiefs do? They run their speed out of the slot. Yeah. They, they rotate Hill. They rotate Hardman. Watkins isn't fast, but he runs out of the slot too. They then they put their slow slow guys like Robinson and Pringle out on the corners, um, and then they just eat up the slot all game long. So yeah, I absolutely could see a repeat of Tyree Kill going for forty points, and if he does that, I mean, unless Mahomes is throwing for six hundred yards and six touchdowns, there's no way Kelsey also goes for thirty five to forty. So at that point, you're like, okay, well, can, it, can if Kelsey scores eighteen. Can I pay for Godwin and Evans for two to three K less each? And they score the same 15 to 18 or 20, 20 to 25. And the answer is yes. Like that build is viable. Can you yeah. play Brady with two pass catchers and not none of them be named Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Is that possible? Like, can he throw three touchdowns to go to AB and we'll go to Gronk? Yeah. He could throw. He could throw yeah. two to Gronk. He could throw. He could one throw to one Scottie. to Scotty Miller. Like we yeah. hadn't even we hadn't even talked about Gronk, and I know I'm probably going to get a, a bunch of shit out of Kev on this one, but I I love Gronk, man. I, I hate like Gronk that, too. I hate the the Cameron break news coming out about him having the back injury and stuff like that because I was already on Gronk walking into this damn game. I I don't know if that's if he's really going to pick up popular or not. Probably I don't, I don't. not. So I don't, some, I don't think they I don't think he will uh, so D, in the way that you're thinking. D, you're talking about them running a ton of play action. Does Gronk not correlate well with Fournette? Because haven't they've been using Gronk in to protect Brady to pass or to, to yeah. pass protect? So if they're gonna run play action, is Gronk staying in the pa- in, staying in the pass block? So that's something I don't. I, I I'm legit. I went back I, and I don't know I, the so I went back and actually watched some of the game film from last time. What they did with Gronk is they played him into block on stuff. He ran like one of his biggest gains of the whole freaking game. They had him where they thought he was going to stay into block, and he was actually matched up with the defensive end on a few different routes where he went for like a twenty yard gain, a twenty five yard gain versus a defensive end who was now pushed into coverage because they put a dude on him, thought he was going to stay into block. He chipped the guy and then ran a route. So I, my thing about Gronk is Cameron Braid has gotten a ton of love all freaking playoffs. But if you look at the metrics, like the underlying stuff, besides like targets and blah, 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 like all this other kind of stuff, <laughs> two of the last three games, Gronk has run more routes than Braid. Four of, and I know Gronk has only gotten seven freaking targets versus Braid's gotten, I think it's 12 or it's 15. I forget which number is correct. Gronk's, Gronk okay. is a lock to catch a touchdown. He is an utter lock. Four, <laughs> four of his seven targets have come in the red zone. 
Dude is still getting red on you. The only thing is he's not coming down with it. Brady has two reds on targets Mm -hmm. for as much work as he's gotten. He's ran less routes over the last two games. He's gotten less targets in the red zone over the last three games. Gronk, and people are going to say it again, I'm talking about fucking Anthony Sherman here, that I'm throwing shit against the wall because it's freaking showdown. Gronk has two touchdown upside in this game. He went for 106 versus this game. Kansas City has gotten yeah. eaten up by the tight end position. Like, they have eaten their lunch on short passes on multiple years, dude. Like, I played Jonu Smith earlier. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co in this freaking DFS season, and then I and then he gets hurt, and I get to watch Anthony fucking Ferksker go for over 100 yards versus this team. Like, they get eat up in the short in the middle of the field, or they just allow it. Well, we could put it that way. They they cap you, and they play two high safeties. They do not allow you to throw no, deep. Yeah. They pressure the quarterback. This team allows you to do two different things, and in the past few two seasons, that's been run the damn ball, throw to your running backs, and throw, throw to the tight end. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they they defend the perimeter extremely damn well. So extremely they, well. Point, that's why that's why I don't like to your that. point, Maddie. Like I think that even going Brady and A B and Gronk is viable. I think going Brady with Fournette, Fournette. and Gronk is viable, and it's going to be hella different because everybody that's going to stack up Brady is going to say, "Well, I got to play Chris Godwin. Well, I got to play fucking Mike Evans. That has to happen." Like everybody's going to freaking do that, dude. Everybody. Yeah. Well, and look at Mike Evans last week. I mean, you know, on the on the slate as it was, like it, it definitely worked out because Mike Evans goes out and gets that first touchdown. But he's quiet after that. I mean, he really doesn't mm-hmm. do what we were thinking of doing. You know, that might be enough, you know, on Sunday's showdown slate, but maybe it's not. Like if he, he could still get that maybe touchdown, um, but, you know, if there are really game scripted out, if Tom Brady's really having to throw and he's leaning on, the other three guys um, instead of Mike Evans. I mean, the, the, the pass catchers just carry so much weight, you know, on the showdown slate, I feel like on, on DraftKings because of the, the PPR format. And when I'm looking at it, like, I just don't, I just didn't get like, even with Rojo being at 2200 um, who I, you know, I have a soft spot for because I always play this guy, but I'm looking at three or $800 more and getting the Gronk. Like if, if Tampa Bay needs to be passing, why am I not just paying up for Gronk and finding eight hundred dollars to to get to Gronk instead? Because Where do you think Gronk's ownership, Ryan? On that point, where do you think Gronk's ownership comes in versus Rojo? I think Rojo's going to clip him by ten or fifteen percent. Oh like, yeah, I think he gets close to doubling him. Yeah, it did because we we don't know what Brate's status is at this point. I am praying that Brate is. Uh, is somehow like playing or ruled in, you know, and then uh, let, let people figure out like if he's going to see the field or whatever, like let him be questionable all the way up through Sunday. Um, if he gets, you know, it's Thursday now. So if he gets ruled out, it will, it will factor in a little bit. I feel like the, to make it closer, but I still think Rojo's going to see more ownership. And I just think it's a mistake based off of what game scripts are because the Chiefs are the popular team here. Like, let's not get it twisted. People are loving the Chiefs. That's where the money mm-hmm. comes in from. So people think that the Chiefs are winning this game. Okay, if the Chiefs are winning this game, how is that happening? Like, because there's so many scenarios where Ronald Jones is not 
a part of a scenario to where your Chiefs lineups are going to be carrying that. So I just think it's a mistake to think about that. And they will. And and so much has been made, Derek, as I talk, I'm going to toss it over to Kev next, um, of Rojo's price. I've seen it so much on Twitter, so much That's of the community. all I heard already. from the first time that pricing yeah. got posted all the way for the last two weeks is, well, it's Rojo, just, is it a Rojo yeah. week? Is it a Rojo week? Like, bro, I don't think it's a Rojo week. Right. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I, I do agree. It, it will be eclipsed, and, and maybe we'll just have to wait to see what break status is to see, you know, kind of figure out where that is going to be. But it will be lower, and the 800 price difference I don't think makes a difference. Um, Kev, as I talk it over to you, and feel free to chime in on that last point, too. Before We're getting to the hour mark here, just past it, so I want to make sure we hit on this before um, we go whenever that would be. Uh, but uh, the kickers and defenses, too, we haven't alluded to them yet, and I just want to make sure we touch base on them because I know that people always want to talk about kickers, uh, them being, you know, kind of optimal. Um, if you're playing in cash teams or something like that, like if they go out and get nine points, is that going to be, you know, more beneficial than whatever Rojo gets or whatever Grant could get? Um, and, and that could just be their, their minimum threshold. I mean, you're getting one point for every touchdown, potentially a one point opportunity, and then field goal 30 yards, three points, 40 yards, four points, so on and so forth. So, um, Talk about kickers and the defenses here, as I know um, we we need to touch on them because it is a showdown slate. I fucking can't do it. Uh, like I, I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> the same reason I can't with it. I, I fucking hate playing. Play. I, I can't. Play <laughs> I damn sure ain't playing the defense um, on, on this because I just don't think either one of them make any goddamn sense. And in What's this the slate, what did we say the total was? It's, so I, yeah, it's fifty six. I, yeah. I have seen it at fifty seven in some places, though. I think it was maybe MGM. Yeah. Or we say for what, either one of those defenses to hit the optimal, they got to score a defensive touchdown. Which, if you can project like that, bro, you need to be playing the lotto. Like you don't even play no damn DFS. If you know the defensive touchdown right. is coming, you better be playing that Powerball, baby. That's all I could say. Yeah, I mean, and, and you can play a kicker. I mean, if you want to play a, a lineup or two with a kicker in it, fine. If if you know, um, especially because once you get down. Into this 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 area that it could be a little bit uh, dicey, but uh, it's not going to be a ton. Uh, I think these teams are going to be going for for touchdowns. I think when teams know that you have Patrick Mahomes on the field and vice versa with Tom Brady on the outside, they're not going to be settling for fucking field goals here. I, I think you're going to see much more ag- aggression from both sides trying to score touchdowns. And so I, it's just it's it's such a slim play for me to play it play a kicker. And I, I don't know. We've seen it. Like I remember. Well, I don't. What game was it? Was it the? I don't remember which one it was, but it was. I think Justin Tucker missed a couple of field goals or something like that. Because you got you fucking knuckleheads played fucking kickers, and I'm like, I just laughed the entire <laughs> time. Like five field goal opportunities. If he didn't shank all yeah. of them, he was making the damn optimal. The problem is he sucked at that game. Yeah, so I just oh, can't so play kickers. Uh, I, I I get the the, the thought of playing them. Play the kicker, but it's just they're just not for me. And then I can't play defenses on this slate. Uh, with these two teams and the way the, the game's going to look. Um, really quickly, I think we should hit TN's question. Uh, thank you for the super chat, my guy. Again, we appreciate TN, it every single week. TN. Yes. Like, legitimately, I looked yeah. it up. TN, like, TN I, just wants to hear somebody say that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Bro, he, like, he has, like, I knew he'd been around for a while, but I went and looked. He was our number three subscriber. And probably the first three were, like, me and Ryan and Anthony or something, right? <laughs> That's so, right. Like, Definitely. So there's a good chance that TN was our first fucking subscriber for TFA. So shout out to you, my guy. Uh, anyways, he says, I agree on Let's Gronk. Go. He's a sneaky play. 
Um, what's your time? What are what are your picks for the Super Bowl champ? Casey, <sighs> I have so much money on Kansas City minus three that I know I just know Tampa Bay is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I like I the work that I do here I mean, at, T, at TFA and the DJ Nation pod. I feel like I got to go Chiefs. Otherwise, the Godfather going to be in my DMs. I mean, uh, but I, do, I, I, do like I think the spread, too. and people have talked about the spread. I think the spread is right. I think this game is going to be yeah. high scoring, and I think it's going to be really, really damn close. Like, I think this game is going to be freaking fantastic, and you'll be sitting on the edge of the couch to, going down in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I think this game is going to be really close. I mean – I've got I tweeted this out when this when this matchup was finalized, but I've got two rules when I bet on the NFL. One, I never bet against Brady. Two, always Mahomes. Yeah. Something's gotta give, man. Yeah, something's gotta something's give, gotta right? Give. So uh no, I and somebody else pointed out that this might be Mahomes. I think it was uh Dan Orlovsky. He said this might be Mahomes' yeah. single biggest game of his career in terms oh, that was of Romo. In ter- oh Romo, right, that's right. In terms of goat talk, yeah. because if you know this is what Mahomes' second chance at Brady head to head in the playoffs, and so yeah, if he can't, well, you're saying if he doesn't win this one too, does he possibly even have a chance? He to him, he's going to be over oh for two against Brady head to head in the playoffs, and there, you know, at that point, it's just Mahomes isn't the goat, and so I agree. Like I think you know Mahomes has this in the back of his mind. I I think the Chiefs are going to put up a million points. I just I just don't see how the Tampa Bay stops the slot passing attack that the Chiefs run because they run that that damn tight formation where Tyreek streaks across the middle of the field. Uh, and it I know you're talking about getting the ball out very quickly, but it doesn't take Tyreek but two seconds to get uh, 20 yards down the field. He took, so. he took a seven-yard pass, like 70-plus yards, it's, bro. It's insane. So. <laughs> like Car- Carlton Davis is going to have his damn mouth shut yet oh, again after second. this damn game. Well, like, or Sean Murphy Bunting is going to have to get hamstring surgery when this is over. Yeah, Sharon Murphy Bunding's got a lot of interceptions as playoffs on all being really, really handsy on a lot of calls that should have gone the other way. Just gonna I, throw that out there. I will know uh, Murphy Bunting's number by heart after this game's over because we're gonna see the back of his jersey a lot. Yep. Chasing those boys down the field. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That um, and that needs to bring like so we're talking about the cornerbacks really, really quickly. Jamel Dean yeah. did not play this game um when these last two teams played last time. I know that's been thrown out there a lot. Do I think that matters? Nope. I really don't. Um, Jamel Dean, in his own right, kind of sucks. So, Dude, I'm they're going to attack slots so much. Like, they're just going to hammer the middle of the field. Dude, Sammy runs out of the slot 43%. Hill runs out of the slot 50%. They rotate them. They're going to run pop like, passes, like, to offset that those offensive line woes. Like, you're going to see – All I've heard about is pressure, 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 and it's Tyrese. like – they're going to run those the damn <laughs> fake t- fake pop pass to Tyreek, shovel pass to Kelsey at the goal line. Like you're oh going to see God, all that. Yeah. You're going to see all that shit. You have it's literally so, had shovel pass to Sherman. You mean shovel pass to yeah, Sherman? True, that too. <laughs> Dude, you literally have one of the best offensive minds in the history of the freaking game that has God mode Madden esque players yeah. on his offense, yeah. and you're seeing this. This ain't even like checkers this ain't even chess this dude is playing a whole different otherworldly damn ball game versus the rest of the damn nfl and the fact that that the chiefs this season said all right we're gonna stop fucking around man 
We're going to run a ton of this offense through Hill and just Hill and Kelsey and make y'all try to beat him. And the damn thing is you can't, you yeah. can't beat him. And the reason it's, it's insane, man. It's yeah. so insanely smart and efficient just to say, these are two legendary, probably like Hill. If he keeps on this track, give him two, three more seasons. Dude's probably going to get in the hall of fame. Yeah. Like these are two legit hall oh, yeah. of fame talent, freaking players, unicorns at the damn position that this guy is saying, we're going to run all of our offense through these guys. It's freaking yeah. – it sounds so simple on paper, yet you see all these dumbass coaches never do this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I love it. And but, the Buccaneers are going to shit themselves and not have yeah. any answer for what they're going to do. All I've heard is they could pressure Mahomes. They could pressure Mahomes. Mahomes is legit one of the best quarterbacks versus pressure, versus the blitz, and the damn NFL. Yeah, go, go ahead and pressure him. him and leave, eat you leave, alive. leave Tyreek one-on-one down the middle of the field. Go ahead. Let me know how that works right. out for you. Yeah, quarterback no, I, blitz. Go ahead, baby. Like, I, I think I think Mahomes is, is hungry, man. I think Mahomes yeah. definitely gets geared up for this game. I mean, he he was oh, just yeah. in the Super Bowl last year and saw, you know, that San Fran, they tried to, you know, game script him out of it. And I think that th- there was a lot of not being as aggressive as we thought the Chiefs would be, kind of opening up that game. Kev, you probably remember more so than I do. But from what I remember, I just remember being like, yo, the Chiefs could just – like fucking take this away from them, like get, knock these dudes out of the game. So I think they come out here like definitely want to punch them in the mouth from the get go. Like we we not gonna you know let y'all hang around or whatever. Not going to let Tom Brady get a chance. Like if it's fourth and whatever, like I'm running the bitch. You not gonna catch me on Twitter like Aaron Rodgers looking stupid. We about to we about to take this shit uh, take this shit home. I, I really. I really do think that um, the offensive firepower that the Chiefs have, like, it's just – it's so hard to bet against them, man. Andy Reid off of the bye, too. And their so. defense is better. Like, the I, Chiefs' defense is good. And we keep talking – like, nobody wants to talk about how good yeah. the Chiefs' defense has been, especially yeah. against the pass. They, they are like, the X factor. If, they are if the you X are factor. Going, if you're going to beat Kansas City, you have to put together lots of drives, methodical drives, because like we said – Kansas City limits big plays. They shut down your big play wide receivers. You have to run the football. You have to take the very short gains, which Brady will do. Like, he will do that. But I don't know. I've just seen so many times that the Bucks have relied on the big plays all year long, and they just have really struggled to put drives together. I just th- – for me, the X factor in this game is the Kansas City defense, and that is that is why I like Kansas City to cover the spread here, not just because of how good their offense is. Like – I don't think people give their defense enough credit. They never give the defense enough credit, ever, 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 ever. And it's – the way that KC plays their defense, I think, is a lot comparable to some of the things that the Packers do in the sense that, like, they allow you to do certain things of the middle. They allow you to run the ball and stuff like that. It's just the fact that the Packers are not as good at it. Like, that's yeah. it's a simple mm-hmm. fact. Like – they're not as good trying to do the same damn things that the Chiefs do. Um, I haven't seen any props out here on this, and I know that's probably not going to, but in, in talking about all this stuff, how many plays into the game do y'all think it is? Because I'm going to say under probably three to four plays 
before Andy Reid goes out and takes a deep shot down the field. Like, can we say, like, in the first three <laughs> plays of the game, Andy Reid just takes it, dials up a deep shot to try oh, to, like, back absolutely. break the Absolutely. On the, on the first drive. Yeah. Like first, second play from the scrimmage, they, the, they, 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 they play action, go deep to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, if they score that, then automatically the Bucks are on their damn heels. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just so I'm so excited to see what, what, they, thoughts, what friend? they try and do on with Hill because Hill just went fucking nuclear on your asses like six weeks ago or however long it was. And then I, they have the audacity to talk trash. I just can't. I like, just Scotty, can't. Got a, he would beat Tyreek in a race. I'm like, Scotty, <laughs> bro, you Scotty. don't know. Okay. Tyreek said we need to organize something at halftime. <laughs> Scotty don't know, baby. Scotty don't know. Scotty doesn't know. You know, it, it's funny, too, because one thing that I thought was funny this week was, was Travis Kelsey <laughs> was talking about Pat and saying that he actually carries around a notebook with him. Uh, and he mm-hmm. like, he writes all this shit down. So, like, shit that he sees on, like, Twitter, say that people talk about him and say stuff. That, and it's funny because, like, there's that meme of him or that, that gif of him that's, that's whatever that's uh, from the office or whatever. Yeah, he, he writes, he, he, yeah. like, that's literally yep. him. Like, that, that's what yep. he does. Like, he is as petty as Michael Jordan is when it comes to this shit. Like, he cares about that shit. And, like, he is looking for that motivation. Like, something that's something dumb that, whether as dumb as a petty that's as it is. That's what makes you great, man. Or for something, somebody to say, driving. for him to come out and be like, all right, motherfuckers, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. And like, cause that's kind of been the talk all week. Like, and that's how it's felt like e- each week of the playoffs so far. Like, it's like people are trying to like come up with ways like of how, how the Chiefs are going to lose or, or, you know, all this week it's been about Brady and, oh, Brady can't lose. Brady doesn't lose in the playoffs. Like, bitch, Brady has lost Super Bowls. Like, he hasn't won every fucking Super Bowl. Right. Like, yep. I'm sorry. And to be honest with you, the Chiefs did fucking beat the Patriots at the fucking AFC championship game, but fucking stupid fucking D Ford. Fucking lined yeah. up offside, or else they fucking he lose that game. Up even, did he yeah. even line up offside? No, he it was so fucking close. It was right? so close. It, it, it was one of those like unwritten ones playing, where you're like, like, you're not gonna like, throw the flag on that. No, no, no it was flag. It's a bad call, man. Hey, getting getting back to it though, like, and I I've not heard this. So, and Kev, maybe you have because you're in Kansas City. But like, what are they saying about Spagnolo being? the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs now and having been the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they beat Brady when they were incredible. That really actually I mean that it's not really something that they've said, but uh I I, I haven't really heard really talk about that. That's a really good but, point. And you're right. That, like the the defense always for the Chiefs always gets disrespected because the Chiefs offense is so good that nobody really talks about the defense. But I mean the Chiefs defense definitely has some ballers, right? I mean we're talking about Chris Jones, one of the best you know, inside defensive lineman and all interior defensive lineman, all football. Uh, Frank Clark, whatever. When Frank Clark wants to turn it on, like he's a bad man. And it's hilarious. Uh, they asked him in the post game after the championship game, you know, something about Tom Brady, and he he said, "I don't got nothing to say about Tom Brady. I'll see his ass in two weeks." Like, I was like, "This dude's fucking wild, walking around with fucking uh, a fox skin fucking uh, <laughs> coat after uh, on the field after they won." But you know. Their defense, Tyrell Bethany, like like this defense is legit, and this defense can definitely get after Tom Brady. If they get pressure on Dude, Tom Brady, it's a fucking wrap. They pressured that's Josh that's Allen. They pressured Josh Allen on forty one percent of his dropbacks last week. Legarius Sneed has been a fucking weapon as as a pass rusher yep. as well, sitting him off. Like that dude has been a diamond in the I fucking like rough. Fourth round pick 
uh, from out of nowhere. But that dude has been a baller. Juan Thornhill, Juan Thornhill, who uh, got hurt late last year uh, at safety, he's finally starting to come back to life, being the guy that we that he was pre-injury last year. So this defense could definitely play a big part in, in how this game plays out. And if fucking Tom Brady throws three interceptions like he did last week, uh, it, it's going to be a, a quick good night, Tom. That is good night. That so, is good. So the the bigger question in all of this, getting back to our builds and and off of our stuff <laughs> here for a second here, in a five one build, are the Chiefs' defense a have to? A have to? Play? No. Are they in play? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because I, if, I, I, if Brady's going to try to force the ball down the field, that's not what yeah. you do against this defense. And if you're slotting the thing, I mean, like we're talking about, I think that they have to get a defensive touchdown to make the optimal. What if, right. I mean, what if it, what if it's what if the score ends up like thirty-eight to seven? I I just I mean, even if it's like seventeen, Maddie, if they take a touchdown, still to thirty-eight to seven, they're going to need like five sacks and probably two to three picks to make an optimal. Wouldn't they probably get there if they only give up seven points, considering Tampa Bay drops back, drops back an absurd amount. Not necessarily. They're going to need. I mean, you're, at need that point, points but at that point, you're just, you're just banking on Brady completing like forty-five percent of his passes. Yeah, you are. But like, if we say, okay, Brady's going to complete sixty percent, but he's going to drop back fifty times. Well, for my defense to score points, I need sacks and, and turnovers, which absolutely is possible if they're down by seventeen points. Yeah, it's possible. Right. Yeah, I do. I do like. I do what, like getting what's to the, the price defense? on them. 30, they I mean, they're, they're cheap, super cheap. Oh, yeah, they're 2,600. They're super cheap. Yeah, fuck yeah, they're in play. So, yeah. here, all right, so we're talking about correlations. Here's the other thing I'm going to throw out there. Um, if you're going to play not only the slot, but if I'm going to go with the Chiefs defense in a lineup, I'm probably going to go with McCall Hardman because in the odd chance that he returns a damn touchdown, yep. you get the double, double dip. dip. Yeah, double dip, love yep. it. Love it. Yep. I definitely can that's see a, that happening. That's what I was looking at. That's what I, I was also, looking at. Mickens, no bullshit. I wouldn't be shocked if Tyreek returns. That's what I was well, going to say. say. Harvin so, and Tyreek with the defense is actually viable, too. The last couple okay, of weeks, they talked about that they've been working with putting, you know, they've been putting Tyreek back there again and giving him some reps back there in practice. And the I event mean, that Tyreek, if Tyreek manhandles Carlton Davis for three touchdowns again, <laughs> they probably don't need it to return no touchdowns for, you know, on a power. No, but, but it's certainly in the range of possibilities. It would not shock me whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no I agree with you. I'm, I'm just bullshit. But I'm, Tyreek I'm and Nicole yeah, Harmon in the, back there to, to return. I mean, there, there's all different kinds of stuff that they could do to get, get it yeah. real fucking long. And, and Dave Tobe is one of the best, if not the best special teams, uh, Guys in all football too, so yeah. Shout, yeah. shout out to D- Dave Tobe. He's got some. He's got some Chicago connections. We we love Dave Tobe out here. I like right, that double so, yeah. dip though, man. Hardman and the Chiefs defense. If you're going to go that route, I think that it's. If I'm going to play the Chiefs defense, I'm definitely playing Hardman with them. I, I I like getting the double dip anytime that you can. So we're we're at 120 mark here, boys. Um, let's definitely try and get this build in, and then we can talk. You know, so we got 40 minutes to build a lineup. That's what I heard out of you. Ryan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a DFF DJ Nation pot if it doesn't go two hours. Yeah, shout out, shout out to, hey, TN, Walido, they still in here grind, grinding it out with us. Um, and, and everybody else, appreciate that. So, yeah, let's try and figure out this build here. Um, this is going to be very weird. I feel like we're going to – people might get, you know, very, uh, very hurt if we – 
if we don't go a certain way on, on this lineup here. So this is going to be interesting build more so than usual as we only got <laughs> two team two teams to choose from here. Um, I I definitely don't want to start. Kev, you're KC guy. Let us know. Um, Kev's how we're start how it, doing this. Build. I, I think we got to start it. He can start it. You yeah. started with flex. Well, not let, let's do this. Let's do this because we got six spots. What is everybody's consensus captain? Are you going to go chalk what's, or are you going what's, crazy? What's the uh, – remind me, Ryan, what's the tournament? Uh, it's $5 single entry tournament. There's 23,000 entrants. Cool. 23,000. We're going field. Okay. Yeah. You got to get wild. We got we got to stay on brand. We always go in the single entry huddle. So it is 23,000. <laughs> yeah, so no, that works. So let us – Okay. I, th- I think we're all but the main thing here is we're all in agreement that this team will be fading Rojo. Oh, pfft, yeah. Absolutely. Hell do we yeah. want to go do we want to go with the chalk and go Tyreek or do we go Clyde Edwards Alaire? I okay. And get different. I don't I don't want to go with the chalk captain. I'm going to throw that out there. I think that we either go crazy and go CEH or I'm going to throw Gronk in the mix for captain. I, I don't want to go kill Hill or Kelsey, not in a 23K person tournament. I'm good with CEH, Captain. I'm fine with that, too. Let's do it, then. So, okay, so CEH goes in at Captain at 10-5. So we got basically just under 8K, 7,900 per position that is left. Let's talk this. I mean, so, okay, we got, we got a layer in there. So who – who is the pass catcher from the Chiefs that we want? I, it sounded like at least Maddie and, and Debro, you guys sounded like you wanted uh, Kelsey over Hill. Um, I, I'm in the I'm in the sense that I, I don't know how you how do you fade either one of them? I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want Kelsey over Hill. My thinking and why why I kind of reacted the way I did when you asked the question. Let's see if I can word this right. My thinking is, is in a game scenario where like, so like we're playing out here, CEH is the captain. That tells me the game is probably a little bit slower and a little lower scoring. He needs one or two touchdowns. CEH probably has mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that means also the chunk plays are probably far, few and far between. Um and it's more methodical down the field. And to me, that that is for Travis Kelsey style. If the Chiefs are going to go out and make all these splash plays where Tyreek is going to have 40 points, he's likely doing that from 40 yards out or 25 yards out or 50 or 70 yards out. And CEH is not getting goal line carries that well, way. Well, some of this is playing into the pressure narrative. If CEH gets one of the touchdowns, does it come via the pass? Does it get pass game work? Um, are they trying to alleviate off of pressure? At least that's the way I'm looking at this build. And I think Kelsey makes more sense as far as eating up zone yeah. and making the dump offs. I think that Kelsey's the way that you go with that. I think if Tyreek pays off his salary, CEH does not get there. Yep, agreed. But okay. I think Kelsey can can carry him 10 catches 100 yards down the field, uh, and Tyreek goes like, what, six for 60 and zero? Mm-hmm. So then at that point, I would rather have Kelsey – and well, if we're going it, to 23 people, then, I mean, yeah. automatically, if you're looking at it from an ownership perspective, more people are going to play Hill over Kelsey, I think. Especially because he, yeah. he's cheaper, too. So, yes. Yeah. And, so, and for DH captain, I'd say Kelsey. But in a, in a, if you ask me one-on-one which one I prefer this week, it's Tyreek, and it's not even close. 
Yep, but you're talking about the lineup telling a but story. I'm talking about the lineup telling a story. That's yep. Kelsey. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Um, Brady or Mahomes? Brady. Brady. Yeah, I think it's easy, Brady. 61, 67 left for three spots. I'm going to give us some money here. I'm going to jump in here. I want Gronk. Yeah, I want Gronk too. I think Gronk makes sense to me and he opens up. So that gives us what? uh, 15, 5 for the last two spots. Kev, it's what to you or Ryan now? Kev, you go ahead. You can really play anybody you want. Yeah, I was fixing to say you can make whatever the hell you want, man. I mean, then we could go four to Tampa with this. Because if you're playing Brady, I mean, I think it makes sense. So like we talk about not playing Hill, you're not playing Mahomes. So going down from there, who's left and who do we want to get in? So if we locked it. We put in Mike Evans. That's okay. totally 7,100. You could go Antonio Brown. Could. Then you're going – 4-2 Tampa with CEH as a captain. I don't hate it. I don't mind that. I, I mean, because we, we could go Pat as well and go double quarterback. <laughs> and that would still leave 3,500. But playing Tom Brady without any of the top pass catchers is probably the risk. I mean, they still leave Scotty Miller available at 3,400. But with Antonio Brown back now, I don't know if that makes as much sense. I don't know how much opportunity he gets now with Antonio Brown being back. I mean, I, I, I like – so it, just for everybody who's following along here, the, the team has been uh, CEH at captain, and the five flex spots would be Brady, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, and Kelsey. Um, the scenario there being that, you know, okay, so, Maddie, you said how do they score, you know, less than 24 points. I don't think the Chiefs do. So you get two touchdowns from your captain. CEH. Mm-hmm. Who's that captain? You get two, two, from Kelsey. two touchdowns two from, Kelsey. from Kelsey. He pays off his top salary. Yeah, or you get a, mm-hmm. a touchdown to any other chief. Like, let's say it's a maybe a defense touchdown or, or something. Mahomes you know, sneaks one in. Yeah, well, I was or a random one, yeah. But Mahomes sneaking one in, probably. But I guess if you if you get two from CEH, you're fine with that. But – I would. I always hate to. But you can even get like another random carry from Darrell Williams or even um, fucking Anthony. I I also think. I also think going either Watkins or Hardman is also probably uh, an optimal strategy here. Um, If we're not going to go Tyreek with a deep threat, I think then you know McCole Hardman at fifty six hundred. It would leave fifteen hundred on the table. Leaving salary is also something we've talked about, but a really optimal approach. Uh, and getting leverage off the field and leaving a bunch of salary on the table instead of trying to use it all up. Because most people that are going to jump in here, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to use all their salary. They're going to keep moving stuff around until they have all the, uh, you know, they've used up most of the salary. And you don't have to. I mean, you could leave four or 5,000. Now, in this slate with the, with this kind of teams, that's probably not going to happen. That's probably not going to be the optimal approach. But, um, you know, having some some like a few lineups that do that it, to get a little bit interesting because essentially with, with locking in Mike Evans, at least 7,100, you have Antonio Brown that's in play. Um, but I also think, you know, going, you know, a McCall, or a McCall Hardman or a Sammy Watkins there and leaving a bunch of money on the table, I think is also a pretty uh, interesting strategy as well. Yeah, I agree. So if you got Sammy, well, and the other thing about going, we talked about being different. Um, that would, you, you go Sammy in there with so Sammy Kelsey. 
um, CEH the cap, you're locking yourself into probably a three and three build. Um, right? Yeah. Unless we're going to go Hill. Are you so, play Brady? I mean, really? So, like, are, are you saying, Kev, you're going to go Watkins as the next guy in? I think McCall Hardman probably makes a little bit more sense. And to, to okay. me, because okay. the way they use Watkins and he's much more of an underneath <laughs> guy as well. Um, and he's not really so much of a deep threat as is McCall Harmon is. And I would be surprised if McCall Harmon had a 60 yard touchdown, you know, in this game where then if he hits that, he's in, he's in, he's in the optimal lineup. And cause basically with this lineup, we're saying that, that Pat Mahomes isn't going to go fucking off. Uh, you know, cause if he does, we're fucked. Um, yeah. so right. yeah. if does he does, well then, you know, tight, Pat Mahomes is still going to get his, and he's still he's still going to throw a couple touchdowns probably you know in this game as well. And so if he hits one deep to McCall Hardman, um, that mitigates some of the other stuff. Not having Tyreek in this lineup, so that's why I think somebody like McCall Hardman and his ability to you know take the top off the defense and be the deep threat that uh, that Tyreek Hill maybe doesn't in this game, and they use McCall Hardman in that in that role instead. Um, I think that's why he makes a little bit more sense. So the question is, which which the last guy in the lineup? I mean, you could play anybody. You could play Godwin. You could play Evans. You could play Fournette and go that, wild yeah. or AB. I have I, mean, I have Evans in right now, but okay. Yeah, that's who I have right now. So Ceh Brady Evans yeah. Grock Kelsey and Hardman. With yeah, and at least fifty six or fifteen hundred left. Fifteen hundred left. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Don't need it at all. Gives you a three and three build, like we're talking about. It's gonna be different. I think people are more likely gonna go four two here, or I think I, th- I actually think four two, or even hell, I, I I think five one is actually gonna be more popular. And I think three and three is gonna be less popular. I think that despite what we're talking about with the spread, I think that the, there are more there is more sentiment and more casual players are gonna play that the Chiefs absolutely just stomp them. Then people are gonna say that this is gonna be a close game and a three and three is viable. I don't know, dude. Well, and so like just not, well, well, I know well, having, we know that, but do you think that people yeah, are but, automatically but that's what like no. that, that the Chiefs are going to stop them? I'm saying I think the public is going to say it's Tom Brady's the goat, and Tom Brady doesn't lose in the Super Bowl. And they're not gonna- having though, not having mm. Pat Mahomes in this lineup is already contrarian enough. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is going to yeah. be seventy, eighty percent. Yeah, so, I mean, you, and you look at total total ownership of the lineup. I mean, you're taking out two guys who are going to be well north of 40 percent. I guess if anybody's going to play a running back Mahomes. at the captain, it's not going to be Ceh. I bet you it's going to be Darrell Williams over that as well. Like, yeah, so this captain percentage is going to be really mm-hmm. low. Like, what do y'all think that his his captain percentage is going to be? I think that he's going to come in probably oh sub ten. I would have I would have guessed four uh, yeah. percent. Captain, I think you probably see him. Yeah, probably around yeah. eight to ten percent. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking like eight to nine was my feeling. Just just under double digits seems about right. And twenty three thousand lineups, like it, it'll definitely be higher. Maddie, I, yeah. the four percent, I think we'll see in maybe you know five thousand or less injuries. Uh, sure. uh, two other things that I wanted to, two other things I want to get to before we call it a night. Uh, one is so one move that's really smart, especially in showdown, is waiting until. Not not putting all your lines like, uh, for example, like that big ass three fucking dollar one, um, or if, like if, again, if you don't want to play high stakes, like if you want to get in the one dollar, uh, the one dollar is also super fucking high in terms of entries. 
wait until about Saturday or Sunday morning. I guarantee you they're going to open up another $3 and they're going to open up yep. another $1 where there's only going to be like maybe 40, 50, 60,000 people in it, which again, that's still high, but that's way fucking better than playing against 500,000 people. And you have a much better shot at that point and wait around until those open up. Cause as soon as they do, and they'll still be decent uh, payoffs. They'll still probably be probably a hundred thousand, 150,000. Um, it, in, in terms of the prize pool and wait for those ones. Don't play in the fucking, the, the massive three dollar one. It's fucking stupid. You're wasting your fucking yeah. money. The chances of you taking it down and then even worse, you're playing in that type of, uh, that, in that environment, there's only so many options that you can go with combinations. Right. And so you're, you're damn sure going to be splitting it up. And I would cry myself to sleep again. If I fucking am splitting it up with 7,000 people, uh, and, uh, you know, you're only winning a hundred bucks, but you, you know, you're in a field of 600,000. So you're just thousand people in that t- Millie tournament. Oh my God. That's so many. Yeah. To the Millie's ridiculous. Two, if you wait until about two hours before kickoff, they open up a ton of small field stuff. Right. So yeah. if you even wait until don't like deposit your money, if you're a first time player into DK, don't enter a damn thing. Until about two to three hours before kickoff, look for small field stuff. The payouts, like you're not going to win life changing money, but if you're throwing in a lot of money, like, or you're throwing in like a decent, like, say you're playing 50 bucks, you're probably going to throw in like some small field stuff and you're going to get return on your coin. That, that's all I'm going to say. They've, yeah, already, they've already got a couple smaller ones in there that are pretty good. Like, there's, a, uh, there's a $4.20 max. The they 30, do, but they have, like, about 30. two hours before kickoff, they usually open up, like, another red zone or the blind side. But, like, it's super small field stuff. Yeah. I mean, this $4 one is 20 entry max, only 8,900 people, and it pays 3 k to first on a $4 entry. Like, that's yeah, solid. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's solid. It's only ten yeah. percent of of the total prize pool going to first place, so that's like a that's a really good payoff structure. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. people people see the the one point five million or whatever the whatever the, the huge ones and see all the money that it pays and they want to play that one. Yeah. Fuck those ones! Like you're you're wasting yeah, your time. Your, you're you're buy yourself a scratch off ticket. Yeah, the three dollar one hundred k to first. <laughs> that is with six hundred thousand people you're going against yeah. on a showdown yeah. slate. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. This, you're this probably the second with like a hundred people. We cannot fucking talk about the Super Bowl without talking about what the fuck are you guys eating? What are you guys doing? What, what's the what, what's the plan? What, what, what's your go-to food? I know well, I'm in the kitchen. I got bananas. That's what I'm <laughs> Bananas. What, what's your go-to fucking you, you know snack meal whatever for the Super Bowl? <laughs> wings. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we get was, wings every year. <clears throat> well, so uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, we usually switch it up with the parents and stuff like that. But as Maddie was alluding to, I think that was pretty sure it might've been on the show. I don't know, but we're getting hammered with snow here in Chicago. Uh, so this was the no, year we were going to go to my parents. Uh, my dad, he never cooks, but he actually makes these like bacon, uh, croissant cheese, uh, cream cheese filled things. I told him he needs to come up with the name for it, but he basically takes like the Pillsbury croissant rolls, cuts them up. He puts cream cheese, bacon, and something else in them, they are fucking fire. He puts them into the oven. He makes like a hundred of those like every time for the Super Bowl. They're delicious. So that's like the weird go-to thing for me. But yeah, wings are, are definitely a tradition. And the girl makes chili as well, too, for football Sunday. So I think we'll probably so, fire chili. 
Um, outside of wings is our go-to. Um, we'll do uh, ribs and our uh, greaseless fryer. If we don't do either one of those things, the other thing that's a, that's a go-to, that's one of the little snacky options, um, we'll take uh, green beans, some uh, jalapeno cream cheese. Um, we'll cut up some little pieces of steak, wrap those in bacon, and toss them on the grill for a little bit. And they're, right. they're absolute fire. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Wings, yeah. uh, the wife is, is she makes good buffalo chicken dip, and then her mom makes yes. a good sausage dip too. So we oh, get a cheese dip. Lot of sausage dip is legit. Sausage bro. Dip, yeah. Is that it like cheese dip? So good. Oh, yeah. It's God. like it's like cheese dip, but it's got sausage in it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. That, that's okay. a staple. That's an absolute must. You got to have that. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know what else is really good easy, too? It's, it's like uh, the Delbita, Locana Rotel, yeah. and sausage. Like, it's like how you, it's one of those things that you make and you're like, there's no way I screw this up. Like I could be like drunk out of my damn mind and I could still make this perfect. You know, the, the, the other thing that's really good too is the bacon wrap smokies with when you put like brown sugar and stuff on oh, it yeah. and you put it oh, on my yeah, yeah. fucking God, those things are so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some You're of those. making me hungry. Man, I'm getting yeah, hungry, bro. I'm about to write that down actually because those bacon wrap smokies are fire. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, I, those are, those are absolutely amazing. So, are you guys going anywhere? Or are you guys staying at home because of snow or COVID? Well, I mean, we're staying home. Pick up the wings, in. but other than that, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew's out to pick up the wings. You gotta pick up my fucking wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we're we're gonna stay at home. Um, and uh, my kids always get a freaking kick out of the commercials and stuff like that. One of the few games that um they they watch a lot of football. I mean, obviously they're you know, not forced conditioned, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they watch a lot of football during the season. Like the the Super Bowl is one of the rare games where like they will legit sit down and watch from cover to cover the the beginning, the entire freaking thing. We'll let them just stay up and watch it too. So who's the who's the yeah, halftime that's, show? That's awesome. The weekend. The weekend. Weekend. Yep. Bro, I am amped about the weekend play. I fu- the blinding lights. I fucking love that song. I fucking play it all the fucking time at work. Uh, the the dance, you know, that TikTok was not dance, something I know? thought we were gonna hear come out of Kev's mouth tonight. Like I'm a little bit surprised about that. Like, like that feels <laughs> like one of those that. loves. Like I was not expecting to hear Kev talk about how much he loved the weekend. Hey, that fucking that that, that, that song, blinding lights. That, I mean, it flaps. I'm not gonna tell you that it doesn't. I'm just I'm just telling you, I'm surprised. <laughs> Kev, I need you to uh, do some digging for me this week and find out what color Gatorade the Chiefs are going with, uh, because that's a prop for the, prop is the is bath the is. And if I and if I think the Chiefs win, I need to know what what color the Chiefs have. What they splash Andy Reid with last time, or did they? I think it was orange. It was orange. I was gonna, I was going to say I want to say it was yeah. orange. What What's the favorite, Maddie? I don't know. I can look. Ooh, it's what, do you guys think, what, what do you guys think the prop is for the national anthem? Because I was looking oh, at that. Is it, 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 well, it's it's right no, around it's, two minutes, I think. But see, the one, interesting yeah, thing one fifty something. It's it's two it's two people. It's Eric Church and uh, what's her name? There's a do they have singular props from both or Jasmine just Sullivan. Yeah, Jasmine. Yeah, and so I went, <laughs> I went and looked. I was trying to find. I couldn't find anything about Eric Church singing the national anthem. But I found Jasmine Sullivan. She did the uh, a Sixers game, and she fucking had that thing knocked out in like a, a minute forty. Yeah, what? It, what it I, hit the under last year, didn't? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah it hit the under last year. Um, dude, from what I heard, dude, that everybody, was, everybody was everybody was on the over on it last year. I want to say, Derek, do you remember in the TQE yeah, chat we had an insider who had he had. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but he was like, yo, I got a buddy who's in like the band or something. That's been there. Oh, yeah. There was time in it. Or was, something? Yeah. He was like, uh, he was timing it and she yeah. kept going over. So definitely hit the over. Everybody would hit the Went right up under it like last 10 seconds. And I was like, hold that. She held, she held the, the brave for like a good 12 oh, seconds. Yeah. I remember slamming the over too. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Hey, them insiders gonna get you. My, my wife was like, "Why are you cheering? It's the national anthem." I'm like, "The over just hit." That's <laughs> Twitter, baby. You're betting on the national anthem? I said, "Oh God, if you only knew uh, half the things I bet on." I mean, <laughs> the props are wild for the Super Bowl. Just going through and looking at them all, like just the crazy yes. shit that they come up with. Like, I think there was one for like how many times like Biden's name will be mentioned. Uh, I mean, there's this all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Of, of I just, love it, dude. It's just I wild. I love it, man. You got to love it. I mean, like, like, betting all those wild props. Like, we're talking about, like, new money coming into it, dude. I love every single bit of this for, like, the future of sports betting, for, for yes. what, what y'all do here and stuff like that. Like, all of this stuff is nothing but just fantastic. It's just fun, man. Like different ways to get some skin in it, watching the game and stuff. Like even if you ain't making no, no going for no million stuff like that, bet five, ten bucks on who. I mean, come on, man. Like who the shit gives a gives a crap about the Gatorade toss unless you got ten bucks on it and you're like, yeah, it's garbage, <laughs> motherfucker. You, and you won't know you won't know a sweat until it's the end of the game. Yes. Nobody's paying attention. Like no, everybody's up the getting TV? their food, and you're like, "Get out of my way!" You're I'm like, like, "You're like, hold up, where's the game?" Oh, they turned it around. Y'all pause that. Y'all rerun that back. It was orange. Trying to find the odds. No, yeah, let me know, Maddie. I will say too, like as we're talking about DraftKings here, and and that's where a lot of us play on. I was looking through there earlier. I mean, they got some fun things going on, like that do relate to the game, not just the the kind of outlandish bets that are always fun to bet on. But like, they have some props where you can get good money on uh, two players to score a touchdown and they can oh. be from, they, they release them. They're from the same team oh, or from up. opposing teams. Ryan, what was that one you tweeted out earlier? You got to mention that. So the, the boost that I, that I put a bet on and I just, I yeah. always go on and look at the boost every day to see what they are because they have some stupid ones on FanDuel for NBA, but I digress. The NFL one that I saw this week and there's three boosts that they have up there. The one that I bet on was, all these these four players need to go for 55 receiving yards. It's plus 400. It's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I then went back and looked because people were blowing me up after I bet this. And Ben, you know, friend friend of the pod, Ben, he was actually hitting me up. He was like, dude, did you put money on that? I was like, absolutely. You know, I did. He's like, all right, I got to tell that bet. So he was like, how many times do you think these or somebody was in my mentions? Like, how many times has these guys hit? And like Kelsey and Hill have basically like, like hit auto. 70% of the time. And Godwin has actually hit about 65 to 70% of the time. It was Evans. Evans that is actually, right there. That is the, the yeah. crucial part of that. I think it was 15 games for Evans, and he hit nine of them. I think Godwin was about 12. But a bunch of those came after AB got here too. Like a bunch yeah, of oh, no, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it, it even with AB. His so, yardage I mean, has gone up with AB. So, but, but at plus 400, I was like, come on. Like, I have to take this. The fun, over man. is 56. Um, so, yeah, had to take that. But, no, I mean, even like D, you like Gronk. And so you can get like uh, – what did I – I saw Brady, which it's a rushing touchdown, of course. But Brady and Gronk to score plus 1,800. Like Gronk and Evans to score was plus 900. Like mm-hmm. some of these things – they're all it's all plus money, right, because it's two guys scoring. So – there's some fun ones out there. I just, I, you know, if you guys are, if you are getting new money in this week and you are looking for fun things to do, like go in there, look at the boosts, look at the props, because there's just so much that the sites are offering that people just don't even think you about. And like, $5 on like a long odds bet, man. Like why, why not? enjoy this is the last football game of the whole damn season. Like what, 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 what are the Sunday you playing for, baby? Like, come on, man. Like this is it. This like unless, you're gonna, unless you're going to jump in the NASCAR next week. Unless you're going to get in the NASCAR <laughs> next week. <laughs> hey, Kev, looking at that bankroll, like, oh, I got to go light this week. I got NASCAR. Hey, I, it's a big week. Daytona Daytona for NASCAR is fucking huge. So I, I am it, – it's going to be uh, expensive the next week for me in terms of uh, <laughs> my bankroll because I am all about NASCAR, but – Kev has like like a house note on like bet on like various prop bets for the Chiefs right now. I love it. I love it. You know (laughs) he he does. know. (laughs) You know he does. Hey, Kev, when the Chiefs win this weekend, I need you to – I don't want to see anything from you on Twitter before I see this. You need to be the one that starts the petition. I will sign it to get – Monday after the Super Bowl to be a national holiday. This is this is ridiculous. It's gone on too long. Where we got everything going on right now with COVID and all this, this and that. Like, let's just put it into this. Monday after the Super Bowl, that's a national holiday. Like, it's a wrap. Like, this is it's gone on too long. How, you think how is this be, not a thing? You think it'd be weird if they moved it to Saturday? Because there's been a lot of talk about moving it to Saturday. Like, people, a lot of people oh say that they move it to Saturday. That's what I think. I'm like, dude, it just wouldn't feel the same. Like, leave it no, on Sunday. Just weird. Monday a holiday. Weird, dude. Yeah, they they just they just want to play games, man. It's ridiculous. Like, why are we no. still doing Columbus Day? Like, why are we doing all these will, other weird ass things? I will it, say this: um, y'all might not get a lot of random holidays, dude. I mean, we talked about this before we started recording. I mean, like they close schools when it gets cold outside in some places of the country. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm from the south. They close schools and close places and stuff like that when hunting season starts. Like, that's a legit thing. Why? If the Super Bowl movement's going to start, we got to start it with the South. I mean, I think that's the most logical place because random things happen. So let's just start that and make it as a growing movement. Like, we need Mondays off after the Super Bowl. I yes, already please. have Monday off, okay? So one way or the other. I, 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 I have Monday off. First first day, of the, uh, first day of January with the PTO reloads up. <laughs> Drop that in there. I, I'm gonna, let me get that. So, Every single year. Hey, hold that. It is sad. It is sad though. This is the last game though. This is going to be it until I mean, we have to go just, a long time without football again. You know, nobody ever appreciates it. Every year, people bitch about all these games that we it's get. Dynasty season. Oh fuck that! <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Hey, we will, in, we will. We will. Though I don't know if we really announced this yet, but we are going to be doing a lot of uh, the best ball. We're going to do. So we're going to start doing a bunch of best ball content. So uh, yep. we're not going anywhere. Uh, so we're going to keep you know putting out content, keep doing stuff. We're going to keep putting out that best ball fire. 
Yeah, no, this this will be this will be fun. I mean, we've appreciate all the all the subs, and we still got people here at one fifty on the on the showdown slate. It's, it just ceases, never ceases to amaze me. We could just keep talking, and talking. And I feel like I feel get, like we got eleven more minutes. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we we definitely will be getting that that content out. I mean, we gotta you know keep keep the channel going strong. It's not gonna be zero dark thirty over here. So, um, like I said, they already got the the dynasty videos going up, and I mean it, it'll start to fly by too. I mean, we're gonna you know get these best ball things going, and then it will be the draft, and then it will be you know the summer, and then we'll be right back in it again. So, uh, but yeah, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. If you're if you're listening to this, or even if you're watching it and haven't subscribed yet uh we appreciate that subscribe thumbs up and we definitely get that content out d what you got oh man like you talk about there's no off season dude all kinds of stuff pumping out with ftn been rock, dropping more dynasty stuff uh with my podcast at, at at fade the chalk um i mean dude it's just we just flip the script the content changes and never stops you know so right I to uh, after this week diving into all these draft prospects. Um, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of episodes in the works. I'm going to be podcasting basically every damn day until my voice just can't handle it anymore. So <laughs> um, the football never stops, fellas. I love this. I'm a little bit sad it's the last game of the season, but like like we're talking about, Kev's going to be calling me a fucking idiot about prospects in the off season, so that won't stop. Um, not the last time we all hop on a mic and stuff like that, especially y'all continuing oh. content. Love, love, love every part of this, man. Like I talked to it. I, I'm in a different location tonight. I was not going to miss this. I didn't give a damn if I was on my phone. I was going to be at a Starbucks, like Wi-Fi hotspot and some internet in my damn car if I had to. This was a must. Fun time as always, fellas. Yeah, love that, D. We appreciate you, man, for chopping it up with us so much this year with everything you got going on. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on, dude. It, it honestly doesn't feel the same when you're not on here, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but uh, we appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, it can't go without saying, I think, Kev, you mentioned this at the end of the episode 100, but I was just thinking about this, too, as we had last week off, just like how fortunate we were to get the full season of the NFL this year. I mean, I know it's coming to an end uh, with the Super Bowl. How many Bowl haters said we were going to get it, man? Oh, how my many God, haters dude. said it was never going to happen? And it wasn't so even that. Many. And then what pissed me off, though, was that they all I, quiet now. You don't well, hear it. It would piss me off, too, when I see, see people complain about the whatever games like Monday night, like terrible Monday oh, night game. Like, shut man. the fuck up. Like, I'm just happy to watch <laughs> the goddamn game. I don't care what it is, who it is. You know what? What do we get? Like the Patriots when they were uh, the Jets or whatever it was. Like it was supposed to be fucking horrible. Like I don't care. I'm I'm about that life. And now we got to wait until fucking. Hopefully, I, I hope I hope we get preseason this year. Like not get any preseason. Oh, fucking oh. preseason DFS. I want that preseason DFS back. Like in my I said, life, though, but normally we, we normally we don't come back. Like normally this is it, and then we're done until normally until August. So. Uh, we're going to keep the DFS DJ Nation podcast feed alive with all the best ball stuff, plus the YouTube. Um, yep. But it's not even that. Like, we got we'll, – we're definitely going to be doing the free agency fucking super show that we do every fucking year where we get all the boys together. And that's – I yes. think that's where – is that where the the Adam Gay's butthole tickler came from? I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> it yeah. might have been that or, dra- or draft. Uh, I can't remember which yeah, one. Yeah. The so then we we also will be doing the NFL draft. Where we'll 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 be live streaming the entire first and second days of the NFL draft. We'll have a shitload of guests on the entire time. 
How, dude, last year was fucking wild. Fucking oh, Elliot. Elliot, fucking, dude, I'll never forget. <laughs> Elliot got fucking faded <laughs> drunk and like was just rambling about wild shit and just. Dude, is that is that on the channel still? Yeah, oh yeah, it's still there. You can go, you can go back and just scroll to the end. Of that. He was fucking. I I probably should have clipped it and put it out, but he probably got real embarrassed, so I didn't do it. But it's still there. Like Elliot was who do, fucking. Who wild. do we have? Who do we? Uh, you know we what? Had, I'm okay, not so even going to throw the laundry out there because I might say something. And throw the laundry <laughs> we had, we had Evan, that's my boy. Evan Silva. <laughs> all at the same time, we had Silva, Liz Loza, TJ, Liz Loza. That's right. And yep. Elliot all on and all at the same time, right? Like a, a fucking. Oh my god, dude! And that's Grant awesome. Barfield and Grant Barfield at the same time. Right, I believe he was on murderous row, bro. Like that. And Elliot was fucking wasted. (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) Just saying wild shit, and I'm like, oh my god, bro. I gotta go back next clip with him and with him and Loza, dude. That was hilarious. Oh my god, he was trying to. I don't know what he was doing, but that that is a keeper. I gotta find that clip before something happens. So we'll have that too. Uh, both days of the NFL draft, we'll have a bunch of guests on, and we'll we'll live stream that and all the other stuff we'll be doing. And then we'll get it'll be redraft time again yeah. to get fucking geared back up for redraft. Uh, the biggest time of the year for that. So, uh, yeah, th- this channel is not gonna be sleeping. We'll have new content probably every other day, or you know, at, at least three or four times a week. Heck yeah. And and I think it, you know, it, it doesn't go without saying, I think we mention this every week, but you know, to you guys out there who are who are watching this, following along with the DJ Nation, we obviously appreciate that. And we, you know, we we really appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And feel free to chime in, dude. If you guys want us to to talk about stuff, if you guys want us to, you know, say some stuff, if you it, I hate I hate that the videos go two hours. Okay, let us know that. Like, or I want, you know. More disagreements. Well, the BFF probably can't change out of that, <laughs> but you know, no, we're not we're not going to change it, but we're going to take it into consideration for sure. You know, it's the it's the comment box, D. You don't you don't listen well, to all of them. You just take all I heard, Ryan, was now it's got to go two and a half hours. That that's all I heard. <laughs> yeah. you know. Bro, we did. I, how long was a Thanksgiving? Fucking two games, and we're talking for two and a half hours. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. One fucking game showdown, and we're almost at two hours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, what happened about it in Maddie, our you, you were like, hey, going two hours. So I was like, Maddie's been so quiet, and he was the one talking about the East Coast. There's no way this could go two hours, and you still hear Maddie. So, Maddie, gotta give the people what they want, man. Twelve twenty-two, and I feel like it's, it's still it's eight p.m. <laughs> but no, we yeah, we got a lot of fun. Hours. A lot of fun happening, guys. It's week week eighteen. We're gonna put it in the books. Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl showdown, NFL DFS breakdown here from the DJ Nation on DraftKings. If you guys aren't subscribed yet, what the hell are you doing? Hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, follow us on Twitter at DJ Nation Pod. We appreciate that. And I know we don't have the lower lower thirds for you guys tonight, but signing off for myself, Ryan Williams at Ryan Alexander underscore W is where you can find me on Twitter. Uh, our guest tonight, or, or basically the fourth man of the show, the fourth leg, uh, Mr. D Bro himself, Derek Brown at dbro underscore ffb the godfather himself kevin Steele at fantasy rat 13 and maddie 2v2 maddie dickinson at maddie dfs guys we're signing off for the for the 2020 2021 season but we're definitely going to be back uh with all the content for you guys best of luck to you guys on your showdown teams get that money start off right keep that bankroll for next year until then we'll catch you guys peace
think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.